A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is modern escapism. Welcome to the show. My name is Oodles, and I'd like to thank my wife, my kids, and my mother for all the support they've given me, and they're the reason why I'm stood here today with this award. Thanking his wife's baking, Walker's crisps, and Vince McMahon, it's Stig. Don't throw Vince McMahon in there. (laughs) (laughs) He'd like to think and thank his candles, Activision, and John Carpenter's The Thing. It's Biggie. <laughs> I'll take that. I bet you would. <laughs> He'd like to thank capitalism, working from home, and his Wi-Fi connection. It's Gadget. Oh, you love me. You all really love me. <laughs> <laughs> and as a treat to you all, we have a very special guest. He'd like to thank the invention of podcasts, people having ears so they can listen to him podcast, and British Waterways. It's only bloody plant eh? Oh! Hey. And the winner is... <laughs> John, I mean Planty. Uh, yeah, uh, I had to think of that on the hoof because Gadget nicked mine. No, I didn't. Yeah. Can't bring a mask, quote. <laughs> welcome, welcome back, welcome back, mate. Welcome back. Thank you for jumping on um, again. Just let you all know this is total transparency. We sat candy after last week. Um, basically, is it the right decision? Yeah, patrons know there's been a, a Chipgate scandal and we basically fired her out of a cannon towards the moon. She probably will come back, but God knows how long it's going to take. She always comes crawling back. There's a bloke down the chip shop, <laughs> hates candy. Is that, that, that's a song, right? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, currently, absolutely. currently working to resurrect Kirsty McCall just to make that song. <laughs> Before we get into the show, here's the rundown. We've got the Nexus, in which we discuss just what we've been up to this past week, with some tasty reviews in between. Then the main topic, which will be an Oscar-tastic knockout tournament. Then the exclusive green room locked behind the greatest of all paywalls. All of that to come after this, though, because it's time for Biggie's Breaking News. No, no, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting the breaking news now. Yeah, his daughter has yeah. other, yeah. other... She's like, Dad. I got the news is, Daddy stinks of poo. Okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Nice. I always love it when Biggie's daughter interrupts things because you just see the door open and there's tiny little face <laughs> moving on the side of it. Hang on. Oh, he's going to put his lock on. Put his lock on. Put your lock on, Biggie. He put the security bungee on. It would help if his doors weren't from a 1960s council house by the looks of it. <laughs> it's shut now, Okay. <laughs> oh dear because she didn't put the bungee yeah, on it how doors work Biggie is they can be opened from the other side <laughs> <laughs> except Damn it. into Noodle's basement yeah. <laughs> yeah take it away Biggie you may already know but he doesn't because it's time for Biggie's Breaking News ah! stay on the scene I'm your news machine. Right, there we go. 
can't do that. We can't have that. No. Can we go straight to the Nexus? I weren't ready for that. That's good. You've got to warn me about things like that. I think we're both party. On March 22nd. Shut up. On March 22nd. Valve are excited to officially announce what we'd already said. Counter-Strike 2 is now official. Counter-Strike 2 is an overhaul to every system, every piece of content, and every part of the CS experience. And it's coming this summer. And the most important part is, it's free! They're just up- What? It's not, it's not a new game. They're just updating Counter-Strike Global Offensive to Counter-Strike 2. Everyone gets it That's for free. God. That's my favourite prize. Yeah. I mean, it's already a free-to-play game now anyway, but it's still, it's, it's like they're not making a separate product, they're just updating what exists. Great. Hmm. Good move, this Valve. Is the, this is the, the way forward, isn't it? The last few years, online shooters, they're all free because they just earn the money through other stuff. Yeah. You get more people on that way, don't you? Yeah, you do. Yep. Mm. yep. So, Next. Yeah, I'm still not going to play it. it. Yeah. No, I'm not. I might give it a go. No, I probably I mean, won't. Like, for, the, for, the, for the hour of nostalgia and the updated graphics and then... Then none. Then I'm just not me. good enough to play it. I was, I was say you play it for an hour, then get then uninstall it after you get war banged for the fifteenth time by some teenager yeah. from uh, South Korea. Yeah. Oh, I tell you yeah. what, actually, that just reminds me. I played Titanfall two online the other night. Ooh, I just you can't. What's the point? I can't, <laughs> can't do it. I, I, can't, I, can't, do I it. can't. I can't go anywhere without just dying straight away. Everyone is it, too good. Well, it's, Everyone it's is too good. Well, it's it's also the PC version is absolutely fucking broken. No, it's fi- it fixed. Um, we played the Xbox version. Oh, okay. Because the PC version was broken because it was constantly being hacked. That's besides yeah. the point. No, it's Thing fine. Is, it's stick, just, mate, you're I'm getting just closer to 40. Your so reflexes are shit. shit. Now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is, pal. It's catching up to you. All right, motorbike, relax. Fucking hell, did you hear what's, that? What's, happen- were, what's happened about that? They were meant to be in the, the fire. fire. Yeah, we put that in the fire a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I've got double glazing. I heard it through here. <laughs> the window's open. No. No no way. Not when that boiler's turned on, mate. <laughs> no chance. Anyway, next. Uh, I'm afraid to say the UK CMA, the UK competition watchdog, has updated its provisional findings and has said that the Microsoft and Activision Blizzard merger will not result in a substantial lessening of competition in relation to console gaming in the UK. This is a major step towards closing the acquisition and me running out of news. You're not going to get harmed by Call of Duty. Good. Someone showed that. a picture of like... I've not been sleeping that, thinking about it. ...that could go on Game Pass through it, and it's like, that's a, a shitload of games and some big games. Mm. Yeah. But I think what they'll do is if it goes through, I imagine what we'll see is everything in the backlog of the last couple of this generation and maybe last generation on there and anything new like Diablo 4 and a new COD you probably have to pay for for this year anyway. Yeah, just because of contracts and stuff. Mm. <clears throat> cool, next, bored of that. <laughs> Honkai, Star Rail, the sci-fi themed gacha RPG from Genshin Impact developer Mihoyo looks very much poised to be the next big thing. Over 8 million fans have pre-registered to play the game already, more than a month before its official smartphone release date. Pre-registration is free, and there's incentive to do so. The developer's given away one free four-star character and 20 Star Rail passes, whatever that is, which are the tickets used to pull more heroes. 
I played an yeah, hour yeah. of Genshin Impact and I deleted it. It's fucking crap. I've got to be honest, Biggie. That, that first sentence, I thought I'd had a stroke. Yeah. Because yeah, I that, didn't yeah. understand a single word you said. He's been practicing them big yeah. time. I've yeah, just yeah, been exactly. reading. I have no idea what I just read. I've seen the advert. Again, like Stig mentioned other week, it's just really young-looking girls, isn't it? That's yeah. The yeah. game. The, the last three... <laughs> The last three times that we've done a talks over for the PlayStation thing, there's been a Honkai Star Rail yeah. thing. And it's just like, yeah. at no point has it ever actually said what the game involves. But Yeah, I thought it was a train game, me. Yeah, but we've both played Genshin Impact, and it's just like, oh yeah, mm. it's like Breath of the World with underage anime girls and mm. microtransactions. Let's not. <laughs> I delete it. About an hour. Because I, the first hour feels like a real game, doesn't it? <laughs> and yeah. then it goes... You might need to buy another character to get past that cave. I'm like, yeah. what? Hmm. Buy? Or, 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 or wait 14 hours or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, forget it. Nah. See ya. Next. John Wick, director Chad Stel- Starhelsky. Well, sorry, yep. Starhelsky. Didn't practice that one. Didn't practice that one. <laughs> um, has been tasked with bringing Jin Sakai from uh, Ghost of Tsushima to the big screen. Ooh. And wants to find a way to recreate the splendor of Sucker Punch's sandbox in cinemas around the world. Speaking to discussing film, he shared a little insight into how he's planning to adapt one of PlayStation's biggest hits. Ghost of Tsushima is a really interesting story if you really dive into the tale of Jin's Sakai and what the film is about. It's not. If you tie to these amazing visuals, you can already tell from the John Wick films that I love colour and I love composition. To really try and not only live up to, but exceed the game has done with visuals, it's completely fascinating to me. He wants to really. He's doing that game that's based on. Kurosawa, and they're just going to do, do a Kurosawa-style film, which we've yeah. seen millions of. But it doesn't do Kurosawa very well at all. Very well. No, it doesn't. It, it, it's it, a beautiful it, game American with a doing it. story. Yeah, there's no... I, I, like, the, I like the game as, to play, but... Mm, a film? Mm. See, Good see luck me. to him, that's all I can say. Yeah. Like Kurosawa, I make mad films. Okay, I don't make films, but if I did, they'd have probably... Sorted Tashima in it. I don't know. I don't know. That's some lyrics somewhere. <laughs> exactly. 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 Next. Apparently fan favourite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles graphic novel, The Last Ronin, is getting a video game adaption. Now we're the talking. Paramount yeah. Global Senior VP Doug Rosen confirmed to Polygon that the third-person action RPG adaption will be a darker, more mature take on the TMT IP, mm-hmm. reportedly likely in the game to San- Sony Santa Monica's God of War games. Into it. Mm. Bang into that. Nice. Okay. Good, More great. turtles the better. Good, good turtle game. That, we didn't talk about that trailer from the other week either. That looks great. Oh, the, uh, yeah, the new film. Yeah, yeah. it looks brilliant. Mm-hmm. Seth Rogen one. Yeah. With actual teenagers doing the voices yep. of teenage turtles. <laughs> and actually having them act <laughs> like teenagers. Yeah. The, the art style's really good as well. Yeah. yeah, it's got that Spider-Verse vibe to it. Yeah. Is that the one where Jackie like Chan's say. doing the voice of... Um, yes, Splinter. The Rat. Splinter, that was a... The, the, the Rat. Show some the respect, rat. That mate. bloke's that's the rat. Put that's Master Splinter to that. you. Yeah, put some respect <laughs> on his name. He's <laughs> master. He's a master of many mixed martial arts, mate. He'll fuck you up. Yeah. He's a like rat. And he gnaws through carrier bags like nothing. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I don't really like Seth Rogen that much, but I'm into him playing Bebop. I think that'll be really funny. <laughs> yeah. He's got the yeah. voice for it. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, everybody does his weird <laughs> laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, more turtles the better. Bring them on. Next. Podcast favourite Adam Sandler has received the Mark Twain Prize for American Humour. 
With 80 movies, 4 billion box office tally, and 7 albums under his belt, apparently Sadler is a superstar. No, he's not. Did you put this in stick? Of course I did. I saw it randomly. I was like, I just chucked it in there. He's won the Mark Twain Award for fucking comedy. So do I assume that Mark Twain must have written like 5,000 novels to get an award named after him? Because Sandler, like, I, I probably I'd say he's a 1 in 12, maybe a 1 in 15 Sandler <laughs> for success. Yep. And only when he's not doing his funny films. Quote, unquote. <laughs> You're wow, yeah, absolutely. When he's doing his dramas, yeah. he's good then. Guy, guy can act. Man, man's got chops. Yeah. All of his absolutely. dramas are yeah. really good. Yeah. They are. And, he's not funny, though. <laughs> and yet the film that comes out next week is Murder Mystery 2. Oh, <laughs> the, what? The fans were screaming for that, screaming for it. I mean, anything, oh. to, get, anything to get him playing the partner of some really hot, I was just going to say that, like every yeah. every time he does a um, new comedy film, his wife. Who's his wife in this? Uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston. Oh well, God, yeah. Why not? I'll get one of the best looking women on. Has it been Salma Hayek was one? Salma Hayek Sale. Salma Hayek was grown ups. Kate Beckinsale. He's had literally every all the best looking women on the planet. The thing, thing about Drew was like a chud. Aniston has got a a painting in the attic getting older and more ugly, whereas he's yeah. got a painting in the attic getting funnier and funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed it said seven albums under his belt. I didn't know he recorded albums. Comedy yeah, albums. Yeah, comedy albums. From, yeah. from his standard days. Yeah. I knew that. Oh, okay. okay. He does that Hanukkah song, doesn't he? Medium pace. That was quite funny. Yeah, the, the, writer, the writer of the one of only two Hanukkah films, though. So, you yeah. know, there's loads Very of Christmas true. films. There's not a lot of Hanukkah films. Because it's, it's shit. <laughs> right, okay. I'm out. I'm, I'm saying that. <laughs> Next. There is a four... Hang on, hang on. Can we just, can we just oh. say the, the film, not Hanukkah? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I misunderstood. I thought it was some sort of hate crime <laughs> was going on here. <laughs> I didn't mean the season. I will make that perfectly clear in case anyone who's listening to this, like, he means the yeah, film. Yeah, mum. Yeah. Can, can, candles, candles, and, uh, candles and eight days of gifts. Fucking wank, I've got mate. nothing against menorahs at all. <laughs> I meant the film. I nearly got you cancelled there, Rudolph. Saved your ass Again. there. Again, cheers, mate. I'm glad you're my PR fucking officer. It's fucking Jeez. risk having noodles on the internet every week, isn't it? <laughs> Next. Uh, the four-hour and 11-minute extended version of Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, more on that later, will release in theatres on April the 13th and April the 19th. Um, I couldn't see any news about the other movies actually being released. No, it's just this one. in the cinema, but... They just seem to go on for this one. It's the 20th anniversary 20th. of this film this year. Mm. They did the last one over year. Oh, did they? They didn't do one for Two Towers. Oh, no, they didn't do one for Two Towers. They didn't, no, they didn't do Fellowship either because it was still kind of COVID, COVID at the time. Yeah, mm. COVID, yeah. Well, this is mm. the Oscar winning film, Return of the King. Mm. You know, all fits in. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Give us an intermission and I might go. Yeah, oh, I mean, that's, that's a long, it's a long haul, isn't it? Yeah, Four it is. hours and 11 minutes. I like watching them extended ones because I've got them all on Blu-ray. I like watching them all throughout the week, you know, before bed. You watch yeah. a bit throughout the week. Well, I, 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 I quite like because they're over two discs that, you know, you get to get to the yeah. end of the disc. Yeah. yeah, that's enough for tonight. I'll watch the rest yeah. of it tomorrow. That's right. Yeah. And the decent, the decent cut-off points where they've put it, haven't they? Where they've Absolutely. Edited it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's mm. real kind of like once upon a time uh, in America kind of intermission yeah. time, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, love it, love it. I might go see that though in cinema. I've n- I didn't see Return of King Cinema first I, time around. I, 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 saw, I saw all three of them in the I cinema did. when they came out, and it, yeah. it is a very good cinema. It's not first film. two. It's not mm. first two. They're all very good mm. cinema films. I was in uh, Japan when that came out, and just didn't go to cinema. I'm in Japan. Why? Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to cinema. <laughs> so yeah. Next, it's Fredo at the end going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> We're just getting cancelled hard this yeah, week, aren't we? Like, Speaking of all the movies, <laughs> a remake of Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo is in the works. Oh, oh piss off! <laughs> a Vertigo. Yeah. Yep, Stephen Knight. Why when the original perfect? And Robert Downey Jr. is eyeing oh, to star in the lead role. Yeah. I, I can I cannot see this being any good because, like, as you say, Udo's Vertigo is kind is is one of the few hip hop films I would say are perfect. There's no mm. wrong with Vertigo at all. It's brilliant. So they did yeah. two. They did two remakes. One was a they kind did. of a hidden remake of Rear Window, and one was a yep. really gruesome remake with Christopher Reeve. I don't know if you've seen it. Christopher Reeve yes, towards so. the end of his life in his wheelchair doing oh, yeah. the whole yeah Rear Window thing. And then they made that Disturbia thing about yeah. the kid that was tagged. Right, Same yeah. thing, couldn't isn't leave it? His, yeah, oh, stop, stop. Real life, that's cannibal, Charlotte Booth. Oh, yes, of course, yeah. <laughs> Real life, let's, let's, let's not forget uh, Vince Vaughn's remake of Psycho. Oh, oh I do. Oh, I tried to forget it. Kid. Shot, a shot for shot remake. And you can see Anne Heche's asshole on that. You can, yeah. 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 Mm, you see her asshole. Um, In pure the, the, plain sight. The Disturbia one, I kind of get. It kind of, kind of. It was for that sort of, generation, to, weren't to it? a younger it audience. Like, but, for the MySpace generation. At so the time. I kind of get that one, but um, none of them, they're all just pale in comparison to the original. It's, stop remaking good films and remake yeah. shit films. It's dead easy. Yeah. It's dead easy. It's dead you easy. You know, Hollywood, you've heard him. Yeah. Remake stuff that failed and do a better job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just get good, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, do it. Do it. Cool. Next. Tommy Wiseau is back behind the camera again. <sighs> The director and star of The Room has debuted the trailer for Big Shark, his first follow-up feature to his trademark 2003 cult melodrama. I didn't even ironically like The Room. I thought it was shit. I've never watched it. No interest. Dreadful. People ironically love it. Oh, and it's going to these like shout-along things at the cinema, throwing plastic spoons at the thing. Everybody that works in that cinema hates you. You're not as funny Didn't as you think you are. Didn't that hit him? Oh, that bollocks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, hi, yeah, Mark. Sh- I've put up with that for 20 years now. Oh, hi, Mark. Fuck I off. I bet you have, yeah. The, the, the thing is, I don't get why this is new. Like, he, he, he had the trailer for Big Shark out in, like, 2018 or 2019, mm-hmm. and it looked shite then. But I think he's um, I think he's re-edited it because apparently one of the people who were in the room who's in Big Shark is no, not in it anymore. Um, <laughs> he had a big fallen out with... One of the character, one of the, the one at main main guys it, yeah. from the Sistero room, or something, wasn't it? Yeah, he's yeah. the main guy. Yeah, so he's yeah. the guy that wrote the book. Uh, if you've not read the yeah. book, the Disaster Artist, it's brilliant. Yeah, I yeah, hate the film. The film is so nasal gazing. gazing. No, I don't like the I film. turned it off after twenty minutes. I couldn't watch it anymore. It's like, oh, how funny are we? Ah, uh, read, yeah. read the, the book. book's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but like, yeah, the, the trailer of a big shark just looked shite. In general, I bet fucking Candy's listening to this going, I love the room. I love it. I love the room. <laughs> she's going, she's going, big shark. I hope that's on sci fi soon. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope they go into an ice cave full of ice sharks. <laughs> did you see They're the most did dangerous you see of sharks? That, did you see that thing I put on Discord? 
that busted attacked Candy in. Yeah. The Beaster mm, Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was a big monster grotesque thing, weren't it? Yeah, oh. yeah. I really hope she watches but, that. Please watch that, Candy. That's why she's not here today. She's watching that instead. Plant, plenty, I've got to ask. After, <laughs> after, after the Ice Spiders review last week, did you go and watch the trailer? Uh, I did, yeah. I yes, did. It's and terrible. Um, you know what? It's the, it's the kind of thing. It's the kind of thing. So, my wife and I, on our very first date, um, I, I took her to a fantastic um, art gallery to see her favourite painting. I took her for sushi, and then we watched Two Headed Shark Attack, starring Brooke Hogan. The kind of shit that we absolutely love to hate, uh, whereas Candy just mm. loves to love it. Yeah. She's yeah, unironic for her. She just likes it. I just. Oh, there's so many great films out there. Why waste your time? And then afterwards, <laughs> I showed him my one-headed shark. Lads, 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 lads. We'll get to that. Come on, Biggie, next. Uh, yep, so you've got... Um, blah, 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 where was I? Don't know. Kumail... I've lost it. Where's it gone? Ah, Nanjani. I've lost their names. Nanjani, thank you. Uh, James A. Caster. Mm-hmm. Patton Oswalt. And Emily Allen Lind, I think her name is, have all been added to the Ghostbusters stuff. Afterlife 2 movie that's coming out. Oh, okay. okay. The James, James, James Acaster. James Acaster, that's a fucking reach, isn't it? Uh, mm. that, that, that won't confuse me because, you know, you see all those names appear in lots of films these days. But they're like, James yeah. Acaster, is there an oh, actor? And then I looked at it, no, it is the fucking weird bloke yeah. from Taskmaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. The he's food so good. podcast guy. He's a funny yeah. bloke. He's a funny he's very bloke. Funny, but, but yeah. I've never seen him act. So I and he's a he's prolific podcaster, isn't he now? Yeah, yeah. Like, very really funny. successful on that. But I think they're doing that thing where the, the, they've got that other guy, that posh comedian that went round world with his dad they got him to be an actor didn't they in the rock film and stuff like that i mean and getting him to be an actor's a fucking push oodles but okay you know what i mean yeah you know what yeah. i mean they, well, they got yeah. him to do it so they're probably thinking let's get another quirky british guy jack whitehall you mean they did it with um yeah. richard ayoade in that richard fucking... ayoade yeah, yeah he, he did it with him. A bit of the flavor of quirky the... british guy for a year one mm. Mm. In the watch. That's what I think they're doing. That, that terrible yes. Ben Stiller film. Oh wow! Oh, I forgot yeah. that existed. Yeah. So oh Ben Stiller. By mm. by numbers, surely in the next three years, one of you guys is is next to to hit it in Hollywood. Who is it? Well, Who is it going to be? It's got to be Stig because he's like the most generic British guy I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 but Oodles, you've got the waistline for Hollywood. I have haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> he would look great in a corset. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would. I would. Get, get this get year coming Marvel, up as Marilyn Monroe. Train, <laughs> train, no. Get me on that Marvel. R- 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 and then I just, I just come out like it's been four weeks, lads. Look at me. <laughs> I'll be the stage puff marshmallow man. <laughs> there you go. We've got Oodles you man, in. Oodles, man, they put you on steroids. You'd look like the fucking cartoon version of Bane. You'd have these tiny little legs and this like triangular <laughs> chest. <laughs> The fire rises. Oh, it'd be so good. Oh, get me, get me on my next Ben Stiller vehicle. Fuck it, I'll do it. The Watch Two. The Watch Two. Watch out. Watch out for Oodles. <laughs> or Mystery Men. Watch too. this. I like Mystery Men. The podcaster. The podcaster. For Oscar Bay, and I'm just sat here going, I'm so depressed with my podcast. I want it to be better. And it'd be me yeah. and fucking I don't know some. Some big Daniel Day Lewis type and the podcaster. 
I'm It'll be it. you podcasting with other people, but having your screen off so nobody can see quite how emaciated yeah. you are because you've not left your room for so long. Uh, yeah. It's very Oscar baity, that, isn't it? Yeah. It's like the whale, but the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> like a stick insect. <laughs> Hollywood, if you're listening to this, we have just... The anchovy. This now. This is ours now. The anchovy. <laughs> Yes. This Congratulations. <laughs> Very much Congratulations. like the whale, I think. Yeah. Oh my god. Come on next. Ash Ketchum and Pikachu, two characters who've been in the heart of the Pokemon series since it started in nineteen ninety seven, retired as the protagonists on Friday. The final episode was relatively quiet, but it was meaningful, allegedly. The story ended where the journey began in Pallet Town and incorporated several callbacks to the series' early episodes. I know Pokemon was still going. That lad's been 10 for 26 years. 26 years? That was Bart Simpson. Even longer. <laughs> oh, bad going that. 26 <laughs> years. I, was, I, I watched I, that I, when I was, I was like in early teens and then I just dropped off, obviously, the older I got. And then I've seen. i never really watched Pokemon show. I've seen a few few bits of it, but I've never I really s- watched it. I've seen a clip of like the kind of the, the closing scene. It was quite sweet. Like, I'm a, yeah, like you used to go, I, I, I watched it when I, was a, when I was a kid and just kind of fell off it as I got older. Just a bit yeah. too old but, for it. Yeah, credit to them. I mean, it, it's kept the voice actors in work for quite a long time. Yeah. I it's preferred pal- Digimon guys. Oh, now you're talking. Yeah. That's what I it's, preferred. It's, it's Pallet Town the place where when you're driving up the motorway, you see all those adverts, we'll buy your pallets. Is that where they all go to? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's Washington Services, mate. <laughs> Washington <laughs> Services, you're right. <laughs> Barely a services. Oh. Next. Uh, breaking news, Twitter is um, about to unverify Shit. people who don't pay the $8 a month starting on <laughs> April Fool's Day. Despite impersonation chaos, Musk sticks to a plan of unverifying notable accounts. Starting on April the 1st, we'll be winding down our legacy verification program and accounts that were verified under the previous criteria, active, notable, and authentic. We'll not retain a blue checkmark unless they're subscribed to Twitter Blue. So... It's basically (laughs) going to become a point where if you're on Twitter, anyone with a blue check mark is a cunt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) They pay because they're willing to pay. Because companies get gold ones, don't they? Now, which is automatically you're in a you're a company. They get gold ones, don't they? Like MPs and stuff like that. Yeah, but if you're if you're a if you're a company, you and you have to pay for it. You will do because you're a company. But people Mm, who are journalists, like. Film reviewers, podcasters, or even celebrities, so just like nah, yeah. like not bothered, not bothered. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll get we'll get a lot of at the real big cop man on Twitter now. Oh, there's already sure one. The it real. Just, it came up earlier on them. Um, Twitter seems to be doing a thing now as well, saying for you rather than just my mm-hmm. following. Yeah, just yeah. really annoying me. Hate and it. Bringing up loads of stuff that's not interesting, including this one, which was Monica Lewinsky, and it should, and it was her saying. Oh look, somebody's verified as Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> this will be fun. She goes, "I'll see you on Instagram." Like, oh, you know what I mean, like, like, it's already happening. People like, yeah, verifying themselves as other yeah. people. Mm-hmm. There's so much social. You can always um, this this week. She just said that like yeah. the problem is the truth. The, the the false news gets around the world before the yeah. truth's even out yeah. the door. It does. Yeah. It does. So that's you can always happens. tell the modern escape isn't one by the uh, spelling mistakes. It's verified. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> Stick fight can... back. At least I can pronounce words. <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs> next. And next, the weird world of the web. 
a Tesco superfan got his club card tattooed on his wrist and has only saved £18 worth of points. He got the QR code permanently inked on his arm because he would keep forgetting it. It's been eight months since he went public with a tattoo and he still has no regrets. <laughs> oh, <laughs> tattoo will have cost more than the, than the club card saved. You can exactly. save your club card to your phone, like I do. So get one of the keychain things. Yeah, yeah I, I I have it on my Again, phone because free. I always have my phone on me. So why not just do yeah. that? You can even just screenshot the, the barcode, can't you? It's, it's just some Berlin who wanted to be in the yeah. news. Okay, the same as that, that guy over, over here that did the Greg's one. He had the Greg's one, didn't he? Yeah, and he got three Greg's every time he went in. Ooh. This guy Dean, uh, he got three Greg's, there. did he? Mm-hmm. No. He plans to get a tattoo of his nectar card for when he shops at Sainsbury's. <laughs> no one shops at Sainsbury's. What you Who's got that kind of money? I know. <laughs> Stay with the Max and Spencer's lately. It's ridiculous, Sainsbury's. Anyway, is that the news, sir? That's it, mate. Fantastico. <clears throat> Let's get on with the Nexus. It's the time where we can all celebrate what we've been doing this week. Stig, what you been up to, mate? Um, so a couple of things I want to mention. Uh, the first one is a uh, film called Unwelcome. It's about a married couple, Maya and Jamie, who escape their urban nightmare to the tranquil of rural Ireland after they're given a house in a will, uh, only to discover malevolent and murderous goblins lurking in the gnarled ancient wood at the foot of their new garden. Ooh, Sounds great. Mm. It does. It isn't. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was we me watched it last night, and we were both hoping that this would be some kind of uh, scary film based on Irish folklore. These mm. little kind of like, and it would be you know these creatures. You you know you won't see them, but they would be tormenting the couple that lived in the house or causing things to happen that was making them second guess things, and you know scary things in the night and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What happens is that you actually get more of a um, kind of home invasion style newcomers in the local area. We don't like you kind of vibe going on with some of the locals. And then when the goblins turn up, it turns into gremlins, but not in a fun way. Oh. So they look really shit. <laughs> and they're just, it's just not fun. The gremlins and looked great back in day, don't they? It just, it doesn't know what it wants to be. Is it a horror film? Is it this like horror slash folklore thing, or is it horror fantasy comedy film? fantasy film? It genuinely, it like at parts like you said, it's it's staged like a fairy tale. It almost looks like a fairy tale mm. in, in parts of the film, but not in that good Guillermo del Toro but, way. No, but none of it meshes well <laughs> together, and it's just a massive disappointment. Worst film I've seen this year from this year, Ooh. like not worst film I've seen, but the worst film from twenty twenty three. Okay, like, and we're ne- we're nearly in. The fourth month of the year. That's yeah. strong words. Not good. Not good at all. Um, oh, dude. So, and the other film I watched this week uh, was the big film recently, Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. Is it good? Nope. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> Stop it. It is not good. It's the only two uh, things I've done this week. I'm, I'm sorry. The only two things I've done this week just have done aren't good. Um, so Coco and Bear is most people know the setup. It is based loosely on a true story about a plane that dropped a lot of cocaine into a uh, forest and a bear ate loads. Uh, in reality, it died about <laughs> ten minutes later. Yeah. In this film, it goes on a murderous cocaine binge, uh, gets off its tits, 
keeps trying to track down the rest of the cocaine. I call that a Saturday night. Like, I mean, it is obsessed with the cocaine. When it sees the cocaine, it wants the cocaine. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. like it just, it's... So it's a true story. Developed a, a bad I don't habit. think you develop a, an addiction first time you ever do it. I mean, <laughs> that, it does swallow, crazy. like, a whole bag full of it. So it might sped up the, uh, the process, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so it just, it kind of throws together this odd group of police, uh, criminals, tourists, teenagers... Um, and it tries to do kind of, yeah, it's kind of horror comedy. There are, you know, there's some fun deaths in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, the the kind of co- cocaine bear thing wears off pretty thin. I, like quickly, I was kind of bored like throughout the vast majority of this film. I know a lot of people will like it and get a kick out of it. Um, Candy. But it's just, it's up there with those kind of shark nados, but with a bigger budget I hate them for all. me. It's that it it just doesn't Piranha 3D gubbins. I don't like yeah. It's like Piranha. Like it just it, it just doesn't hit like as well as I hope it would be. Um, They're like the always film's... trying to be Jaws and they just can't remake Jaws. They can't do it. <laughs> no one can do it. But it, it knows <sighs> what the kind of film it is. And I'm ready for like, cocaine. It's shark. not trying to be anything different. It's not trying to be clever. It's not trying to 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 lure you into some false sense of security with it. Um, it mm. knows what it's doing. It's just that the jokes and everything around it aren't funny. Yeah, it, so, it's been done so many times yeah, already, it and it's just throwing money at it doesn't doesn't make it any funnier. It's so, almost like they go, "Oh, hang on a second, this is a really obvious gag. Let's just go. Oh, great, let's go with that. Like, no time to write any another gag. No time to write a better joke or a yeah. or a better segue into the next scene. Let's just go with it." And the the cartoon bear looks like dog shit as well. Does really it? does to, to me anyway. The, the bits when it's quite blatantly a cartoon, it, it looks like it's just been drawn. <laughs> just, oh, wow. Sometimes it's yeah. sometimes it looks all right. Sometimes when it, I think when it's moving and in action and kind of mm. going on a bit of a tear away, it can't like, look as bad as a Velocipasta that I watched. Oh, no, 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 it's it it that low budget. It's got a lot. It's got a bigger <laughs> budget than that. Obviously, it isn't going to be up there with a AAA blockbuster film yeah. no. CGI. But it, it's, it's perfectly, not Spielberg, perfectly it? <laughs> good for a for a B tier movie. Like that's because that's what it is. It's a B tier horror comedy. Yeah. It doesn't but, have an high profile director. What's her name? It's Elizabeth Banks. It's Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. That's, that's, it. that's mm. it. Yeah. Can, 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 can we stop giving her money to make films? Because she's directed three films: Pitch Perfect Two, Charlie's Angels, and Cookie and Bear. None of them <sighs> that, are good. That Charlie's Angels one's pretty damn bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Yeah. So there's not a scene of the bear trying to argue its way back into a nightclub after being kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine, mate. I'm not even off my head. It's the scene where the bear becomes one of the Barden Bellas. This <laughs> <laughs> gets really fine cockney lads. all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it just not good. Like, I think, do you know what? It's not even the same kind of film. If you want to watch a B-tier horror comedy that does it right, watch something like Tucker and Dale vs. Mm-hmm. Evil. Yeah, absolutely. Like mm. that's like that's the kind of film you want to go. Oh, a cabin in the woods, something like that. Yeah. It's just oh, cabin in so the woods, much so better good. than this. I feel like this had. Uh, sorry, stick. I know this is your thing, no, but I just right. feel like this had three too many characters. You know, three too many major characters. Like I, I didn't understand why there was groupings of three characters at a time or two characters at a time when really you just needed one to come across the other two characters and and build mm. a little group instead of let's have. 12 of them and try and smash them together because we know we'll lose some that'll be collateral damage, but we've got to have 
we've got to have this number, and one of them gets injured in a comedy way, and one's got to be Ray Liotta in his final film role. Oh, fuck off! Is that his final film role? Yeah. Oh, Oscar that's... nominated Ray Liotta. Mm-hmm. That's a bad Ooh. time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's just too much, too many people. Like, no wonder he went into witness protection. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I, I think some people will get a kick out of it. I, mm. I, like, I know some people have. Um, just wasn't for me. I, I found myself just being very bored by it. So, mm-hmm. a bad week for me, unfortunately. Well, I've had a good week, so I'm going to talk about my week. I've obviously played to completion Resident Evil Four, of course, but obviously, but that's that's not, <laughs> that's not the main thing I want to talk about because if you've played GameCube One, the original one. It's a better version of that, basically. If someone else wants to chat on that more, maybe Gadget, when he's finished it, he'll probably... He's better at explaining that kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) He's a professional. However, I've been wanting to review this on the show for the past month because I've been playing this for the month. It's been under embargo. Remember when I told about a fishing game other week? Yeah, boy! (laughs) Right, I've been playing, and it's... Technically, I'm telling you guys now, and I'm breaking embargo just by telling you, but by the time the podcast comes out, boom, we're fine. So you're not breaking embargo because... <laughs> to you, I am. To you guys. It Drop the episode early, Gadget. Drop the episode early. Can we report it? <laughs> I just, I'm just really excited about this game, and I want do, everyone else do, to love it. Do you it. think when it comes to embargoes, like video game reviewers are sat, are sat there waiting for the day the yeah. review comes out to type the actual review up? I've not been to work. <laughs> I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been in my bedroom. She's like knocking on the door going, come out, my can't. I've signed an NDA. Fucking <laughs> hell, man. Anyway, the game is called Dredge. Oh, Black Salt Games with Team 17. So Black Salt, I think it's their first game and Team 17 is publishing it. So set the scene. Dredge is a single player fishing adventure with a sinister undercurrent. Current. Yeah. You sell your catch, upgrade your boat, and dredge the depths for long buried secrets. Explore a mysterious archipelago and discover why some things are best left forgotten. Now, I had to tell you about that paragraph. Now I'm going to tell you what I think. It's fucking brilliant, right? This game, it's fishing, but like with HP Lovecraft involved. <laughs> so if you, if you have a little Google while I'm talking about it, you'll understand what it is. You play as boat, you are boat. And you have to. I am job. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got to like boat face. Yep. You, you you go to the first part, and everyone's a bit like blood Barney. You know, blood Barney gadget when they're all a bit like. It's got a. a I'm looking at the art style. It's got a look of um, Darkest Dungeon about it. I quite like it. Yes. 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 Uh, it's, I was going to bring Darkest Dungeon up because it, it gives me that vibe. So for for a while, for an hour or so, you're a fisherman, and a fishing game is made made or broken by. It's fishing mechanics, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If it's a bad fishing mechanic, it's not going to be good. It's brilliant. Simple. Nice and simple. You're not waggling fucking controllers about or anything like that. It's just a nice, simple, little uh, QT fishing game. Take your fish back to port, sell it, make your boat better so you can go further off into the archipelago, into, into the unknown dark depths. There's a day-night cycle, and at night time, that's when everything starts fucking going wrong. If you're stranded out to sea at night time and you were 
like big eldritch fucking horrors and stuff like this. It is brilliant. Yeah. And you've got to like find treasures. There's actual real missions to do where it's not just about fishing. You've got mysteries to solve as boat. You don't get off the boat ever. So don't expect to be walking around islands and stuff. You are boat. It's just, oh, it's so fucking good. I, I got the code um, on PS5 and oh, it's buttery smooth, mate. So I think it's coming out on everything, but everyone's kicking off about the Steam Deck version. I know you two got Steam Decks. Apparently it's perfect Steam Deck fodder when it comes out. I, I just honestly, I, I want people things to... things about it. Like it's been yeah. on Twitter a lot this weekend. So like Metacritic it... now, it's it's still landing on an 80. But I think people went in expecting a horror game. It's not a horror game. I need to. It's just. This is a creepy game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can die and stuff. You know what I mean. You can. It's I mean, called insanity. When you're in the dark, you get insanity. It's an insanity meter, basically. I mean, I'd go insane if I was out fishing. But yeah, it's <laughs> just really good. I downloaded the demo on Thursday night on my Switch, oh. and I played three hours. Without with Rachel was out, thankfully. I played three hours without putting it down. I actually didn't it's even so stop good. to go and get anything to eat or anything. I just play, sat and played three hours until I got to the end of the demo and I just dropped in my pre-order twenty quid uh, straight yep. away. Yep. So I just, I, I it, it's got, it's got all that fantastic eldritch kind of stuff simmering mm. in the background at the bit I'm at at the minute, and you, you catch, you catch fish yep. and. Some fish don't quite look like normal fish. No, some things aren't to right. Yeah, yeah, and you don't really know. And there's there's mysteries happening in the yeah. towns that you visit. It's yeah, oh, it's it's super. It's a great. It's one of those fantastic little worth twenty quid. And you know, I've yeah, already yeah. I've already dropped three three you know three hours on the demo. So I know yeah. I'm going to get twenty quid's worth of value out of it. Well, I've finished the game now, and the first run through I did of it, it took me fifteen sixteen hours. So hefty, nice chunk of game. And there's an end game where you can just can't continue. You, you don't. The game never has to stop if you don't want it to. Oh, it's so good. I'm honestly thinking now, in a year that I've had Dead Space to play, I've had Resident Evil 4 Remake to play, I've had Monster Hunter Rise on PS5, I'm thinking Dredge is probably my game of the year so far. Fucking hell. Fucking <laughs> mental. It's so good. The, the mechanics I normally hate fishing, fishing games as well. I normally hate those know, mini games that you get. Yeah. Well, the, the, the mechanics are, are so simple. You know, it's button yeah. press mechanics, isn't it, Oodles? And, and, yeah. and then you get to a point where you can literally dredge. Uh, the, the the sea and the, there's a yeah, different mechanic yeah. for that and that's and that's great and and the things that you can yeah it, it and it is little mini games and I did expect yeah. when people were banging on about it I'm not gonna like this I'm not gonna like this and I mm. thought at one point I was kind of like I hope I don't have to get my Mad Cat's uh, Dreamcast fishing rod peripheral out <laughs> for this uh, I did not I did not it's literally yeah. button pressing it's great it's also gave me probably the biggest um, jump scare I've ever had in a game. I'm not going to tell you why and what, Ooh. but it gave Ooh. me the biggest jump scare. And it was just a, it weren't a, like a, a made moment. It was just a, a moment that happened. It wasn't scripted or anything. And I fucking shit myself. <laughs> so again, it's not, <laughs> it's not a horror game, but Eldritch Horror does get to me. It gets into my car a little bit. So if, if that kind of like space, otherworldly gods and fucking Cthulhu's and stuff get to you a bit, Cool. I just, I just think it's fantastic, and I think you guys, especially like a Switch, planted perfect Switch. I didn't mm. think to get. I should have got the Switch code instead. That would have been better. 
Because I bet it runs well on Switch. It does. And I think it's one of those things that, that if Rachel's watching something on, on the TV, like she's mm. watching Disney Plus, it up, babe. then I can literally just undock mm. it and just sit and play. Yeah. And that's and that's what I did, even though I was in the house on my own, mm-hmm. nobody there. Still I didn't even it. think to dock it. I just picked the <laughs> I, I picked the switch up and I just sat on the sofa. And before I knew it, I looked up and it was dark. And I was <laughs> I was sat <laughs> I was in a freezing cold front room with no heat on, the cat begging me for food, and I'm like Plant is insanity meter were going yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I think I think you guys on your on your Steam decks as well mm. get it. I mean, Biggie, you've got PS5. Just get it anyway, pal. You'll love it. You'll all love it. I think you'll cool, all cool. love it. I like the sound I of it. I just generally don't like fishing mechanics in games because dude, point, trust me, it's not. It, it's, it's obviously like, it's based like, as an actual fishing game. So it's like the it's like the um, person's fishing game that doesn't like fishing. Do you know what I mean? It's their yeah. game. Yeah, yeah so it, 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 can't, it, it can't be as bad as the uh, Final Fantasy 15 fishing mini game. No, no, that's awful. It's awful. This is a simple fishing game, but quite addictive. And then you unlock more stuff. You get harpoons later on down the line. You get um, metal detectors. You get dredging equipment. You get a crane and stuff like that. And they've all got a really good, like, rhythmic type of mm. mini game to them. And it's, just, it's yeah. just a sensation. But yeah, I love it. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. Thanks for the code, Team 17. Cheers. Um, Biggie, what you been doing, mate? Well, speaking of weird fish, um, I've been watching and listening <laughs> to Chernobyl, the TV series and the podcast series. Oh, uh, good, finally got round to uh, 2019 historical drama miniseries. And yes, what a show. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> just utterly blown away by it. Just loved it uh, start to finish. I mean, you know, the, the story that it's obviously based on and just seeing a lot more about what had happened is accurately as they could obviously do it as a show um which i think it stuck pretty much to um the majority of what had actually happened it's all based on factual data books that and were some countries came out weren't factual they edit the they? people that lived in it and yeah just incredibly well acted directed um also done by craig mazin who did last of us mm-hmm. um yeah. show he's as the well. one to watch lately that man and the podcast itself is just as good. Um, oh, just you know, maybe half hour, fifty yeah. minute um, podcast on each episode. Just really interested about stuff that they put in and what they couldn't put in, and time, etc. And yeah. the actors Jared Harris, Stellan Skarsgård, Emily Watson, Paul Ritter, to name a few, were excellent. Oh, Paul Ritter um, was so just, good. Paul in Ritter this. was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's insane, isn't he? Isn't he? he, play, he played an absolute asshole so well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And never, never, ever take any responsibility. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so good. You've watched them all now, Biggie, I think, have you? Yep. Yeah, so you've seen Trevor from EastEnders' knob. Yeah, yeah. Star of the show. Just checking. Yeah, absolutely, the star of the show. I was disappointed that Paul Ritter didn't go, I'm boiling. (laughs) (laughs) Start eating a sandwich out of the bin. Love a bit of squirrel, Jackie. Yeah, just can't recommend it enough to anybody, and especially if you've come off the back of watching The Last of Us and need something else, then yeah, this, you can feel DNA in it, right can't you? There. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And a lot of people, mm. a lot of people said to me when, once they'd watched it. I mean, I've got a mate, my mate Gav has watched it four or five times. I can never watch that again. No. I don't know how anybody could no. watch it a second, mm. no, it's, third, it's, fourth no, time. It's, it's like a Schindler's List thing. You watch it once, oh, you're blown away by it. You don't put yeah. it on for a casual Sunday watch. No, no. Oh, <laughs> come on, babe, see now. Let's watch Chernobyl again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it's not the uh, bridge of death scene, I think the the I think it's episode two that ends with the the divers with the oh, um, that's fucking. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. What are they called? Yeah. 
Decimeters, thank yeah. you. Those all going off, clicking away. Just oh, in the like heart bar. in it's your mouth like... moment, that, in it. Oh. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. I, to be honest, that and shooting dogs doesn't do anything for yeah. me. Oh, I don't need yeah, to see yeah, people yeah. shooting dogs in the street. No, no you don't. All no. oh, that cock again. <laughs> I was very disappointed he didn't get it out in the Batman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was in that as well, wasn't he? Yeah. He was, yeah. Mm. He's in something else recently. Oh, he's in um, Andor as well, wasn't he? He is in Andor. Yeah, yeah. he's brilliant in he's Andor. Crushing it. He's put some beef on, like, hasn't he? Oh yeah. So there's hope for me yet. <laughs> There's hope for me and my little knob yet. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your week, Biggie? That was it, mate. Excellent. Speaking of little knobs then, Lanny, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> well, this week we've been mostly watching Prime. Not the substandard flavoured water shit that people are gouging <laughs> one another's eyes out for for the fucking oh, yeah. little rat children. Um, Stig's but- got some. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, I mean, the substandard streaming service from Jeff Bezos. He's not oh, content, yeah. of course, with cutting down half the rainforest named after his scummy company. Um, <laughs> oh, hang on a second. His scummy company's named after... Anyway, yeah. Um, but after I got next day delivery on a charger and a cabin bag for John's upcoming stag do in the sun, which I'm fucking dreading, by the way, uh, Rachel and I sat down to watch Class of 07. Oh, yeah. I yeah. don't know if you've seen the trailer for this, lads. Mm. Um, but it, it's... It, Australian, first of all. So Australian TV, you don't see a lot of it, and when you do, usually it's pretty fucking gruesome. Australian TV and film, usually they do horror pretty well. But this is yeah. Emily Browning, you would. Uh, you know her from Sucker Punch, which oh, bought, you would. bought me back to remembering that piece of shit, Sucker Punch. That was a bad film. It, yeah. it, oh. Bad don't come close to how... That's what you're saying, because people will come at us for that. Oh, I know, and I don't care. I'm, I'm sorry, if this, <laughs> it's your podcast, I should care. Um... She's yeah, too busy at Snyder's three um three fingers three film extravaganza. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah lucky us. Um Ooh, the, get us. she was also in that legend film. Uh, not the, the Tim Curry Red Devil, uh Tom Hardy. The one with the and Tom yeah. Hardy. Yeah. Um I want Grace a shooter. Was. I'm here for a fucking shooter. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if you're Scottish, you'll also know we're out of that bloke from Bell and Sebastian's film. Um but we're not Scottish, so we've that. probably never seen it. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's called something uh, uh, the something of the girl or whatever. And it's a musical film. It's all set in Glasgow, and it's it's actually pretty good. She's got a not bad English accent in it, but Australian, so why not? Hmm. Um, she's Zoe. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but she makes a massive fool of herself <laughs> on national TV, um, and so she goes off grid to get away from the online abuse that she's getting. Um, okay. In the opening twenty minutes of episode one, so I'm not going to ruin anything for you, but. There starts to be tremors. There's no graboids. Um, she heads to high ground. Oh. And the one a bit of high ground nearest her is her old high school, where, coincidentally, a 10-year high school reunion is going on at that very oh. moment. Um, the area around the posh Catholic school floods, and they're all trapped. It's funny. It's awkward. And most of all, my favorite thing about it is it's only 30-minute long episodes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, which please. very much like um, you said with the consultant the other the other yeah. month. It's dead bingeable. It's really bingeable. Yes. I think we've got mm. f- six episodes in probably about two nights. <coughs> so um, nice. we're really enjoying it. It's like Lord of the Flies meets Mean Girls, but with Aussies. So there's I'm lots of swearing, <laughs> fighting, being shit at cricket, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> he says in an Ashes year. Um, and we learned that 28-year-olds aren't a lot different from 18-year-olds, like we didn't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Class of 07, I'm going to Yeah, it's, gonna it's, it's, quite, it's quite sweet 
and it and, and it's it's just turned quite nasty. So like throughout, you're kind of like, Ooh. okay, there's you see the friendships, and you see the clicks, and you see all that kind of stuff, and you know, there's there's a few bits, but it it starts to get probably about four episodes in, pretty nasty without being overly gruesome, if you know what I mean. Oh, Planet, you should play Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, I should. I, I have I have watched <laughs> streams of Doki Doki Literature Club. I require not to play that. <laughs> that's, that's off lovely. That's yeah, it does. That's yeah. free. That's what we do on a stream. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've also been reading. I don't... Uh, you haven't. I, I have been reading. I know I can't believe it. I don't find a lot of time for reading these days. So I've got a pile of books on the side of my bedside <laughs> table. And for the first mm-hmm. time, probably in about 15 years, they're not all autobiographies and out-of-print Star Wars extended universe books from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> they used to be so good, them extended no, universe No, books. they're shit, Oodles. They're rubbish, no, mate. No, they're, no, they're f- like fan fiction. Oh, no, Thrawn's different. Thrawn's great. But all the other yeah. stuff, you and know, like Je- Jedi School. Yeah, Je- Origins of the Crystals. Yeah, Je- Jedi oh, School and uh, the, the Tales from Jabba's Palace. They're all just oh, written God, yeah, they were bad. <laughs> We all these prostitutes that he made. Oh, God, he was pimping all the fucking women out. Oh, God. <laughs> You're a feisty one. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> uh, for Christmas, Rachel got me uh, Pyongyang: A Journey in North Korea. It's a graphic novel Ooh. by Guy Delis. Now, I have been trying to hunt down who recommended this to me, and I thought it was Dean on Twitter um, from Podcast Twitter, and I thought it was another few other people. It wasn't anybody on here, was it? I should have probably asked this before I started no. talking about it. Okay. No, I couldn't think. No. I still can't think of where we did it say was. A, a few years ago that I wanted to go to. I wanted to go to North Korea, but they're definitely not going to let me in that. Country. You are not welcome. No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they'll let you in. One. They're not going to let you out. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the story on this one is the writer's trip to North Korea in in the early two thousands to work mm. with the National Animation Studio. So he was a, a, an animator and a writer. Um, it's really interesting. Yeah, well, they they do they do that. Um, but it's all French animation teams. So when he goes out oh. there, it's French animators from, I think, Canal Plus or somewhere like that that are dealing yeah. with yeah. Um, their national kind of um, television channel um, and mm. film film creators. And he's basically he's, he's in a hotel of about, 30 stories which is just one floor there's one floor with people in it and there's one wow. there's one canteen there's one restaurant and there's like four other hotels with each a restaurant of their own and sometimes he'll meet an mm. italian and he'll say right come to our hotel and try our restaurant and they're all the same they're all exactly the same oh. um he gets charged five dollars canadian for a cup of nescafe instant coffee um uh, he's not allowed to walk anywhere without not only his interpreter, but his uh, his, his other the the person from the government. Uh, so mm. you know, so there's all that kind of thing. They they take him on day trips out to to places, but they, they he never sees anybody on the street. Like he goes to museum, they take him to museums, but he never sees anybody on the street. And then at night time, when there's no lights on the street, you kind of see people scurrying in the darkness and doing whatever. Ooh. Yeah. So it's kind of, and it's really, it's really sweet. It's written, it's written, not disrespectfully, mm. but he will not be allowed back. The what you know with with, with this writing, um, I would recommend it to anybody that's interested in North Korea, even slightly. Um, as also, called? It, it's called Payongang, uh, a journey in North Korea. You will get it dirt yeah. cheap because it's like twenty years old. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you like comics, you'll like it. If you don't like comics, you'll probably still like it. They tried to make a film of it. I read in twenty fourteen, 
Um, but the mm. studio lost its bottle when the uh, yeah when that awful the dictator. Um, yeah, uh, no, the missiles were aimed at no. them. No, the, um, um, the interview. The interview came out, and yeah. and there was that hacking of Sony that was allegedly. That wasn't even from... a terrible film. I don't, I, I don't even like them. I don't like Seth Rogen that much, but yeah. I, I think the, the Katy Perry bit were funny in the tank. I I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> funny. funny. That's me. I thought it was quite funny. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And the last person, but surely not least, Gadget, what have you been doing, pal? Um, so, yeah, I'm not really going to talk much about Resident Evil 4. Um, it's a remake that's nearly... <laughs> it's pretty much one-to-one. Like, I enjoyed... It's pretty much one-to-one. Enjoyed Res- in a good way. Yeah. I enjoyed Resident Evil 4 when I played it in 2006 or whenever it came out on the PS2. Um, I, so far, have not noticed a single difference other than new voice actors and new <laughs> graphics. This is good. And they've moved certain me. things to different places, don't they? That's it. Yeah. This is this is good for me who never played the original. You've never played. Yeah, it. it's great for you. you. You you you'll 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 connect with it more than like it's not that I haven't connected with it. I'm enjoying playing through it, but like it's like it's great. It's not like the Dead Space remake where I wanted to keep going. Like I'm quite happy to play an hour of it then hop off. Whereas Dead Space, I was kind of pushing and pushing because I was adoring. It, so, um, mm-hmm. so I'm not really going to talk about m- much about that one. I think probably I'll, I'll talk stick when you eventually get around to playing it and you do a review on it. I'll talk about it then. But it's good. If you like Resident Evil 4, it's good. Um, It's really good. But what I'm going to talk about is a better game. Um, Because I I, I, I told myself I wasn't going to do this this year because I've got so many things to play on my backlog. Um, But the kind of the the, the pre-hype kind of got into me and and, and I I blame Stig for it mostly because he keeps bringing it up. Because I've been replaying Hollow Knight this week. Oh, it's the fucking... Stig's... the best thing Stig's ever done for me, Hollow Knight. Um... Because yeah, the the Silk Song is supposed to come out this year. Um, he's, he's promised us, ain't he, Stig? Promised coming us. Out of the show. Yeah, out of the show. The, the sequel's supposed to come out this year, <laughs> and I kind of I, I I kind of put it into my head that when we had a release date, I would play through it again, so I'm prepared. But yeah, I kind of I saw someone on YouTube playing it, and I was just like, oh shit, I'm going to play Hollow Knight. It ain't now. a quick game either, so you've no. got to te- you've got to really yeah. push through it sometimes. Ooh. So Hollow Knight is uh, for those who haven't played it. What's wrong with you? Uh, it's a 2017 <laughs> Metroidvania by a developer, an Australian developer called Team Cherry. It's made by three people. You have to remember that one. It is made by three people. It features a gorgeous. I don't believe it. Still, I don't believe them. <laughs> Having the lion. It um it has the most gorgeous hand drawn kind of cartoony art style, yeah. um with these beautiful painted backgrounds. Uh, you you enter into a into an insect world of Hollow Nest. You play as a small bug called the Knight, and you have to basically find out what's gone on, because it's gone all a little bit Dark Souls there. Everything's dead, and um, everything kind of wants to kill you is just kind of vaguely hostile to you. Um, and you explore this world you as you kind of upgrade and beat bosses. You get more, you get spells, you get new abilities, you know, your double jumps, your dashes, your climbing up a wall, you thing. Um, and it is one of those games, I think, there are loads of Metroidvanias out there, whether it's um, you know Castlevania and Metroid themselves, or whether it's like Dead Cells or Elden Souls or Blasphemous or whatever. Or the Mummy Demastered, or the Mummy Demastered, or anything like that. But I think Hollow Hollow Knight is the perfect example of a Metroidvania. Mm. It is perfect. I think it's better than Symphony of the Night after a long yeah. Do you know when I'm I'm back and throwing in my head? Is it better? Is it better? Yeah, it probably yeah. is better. <laughs> It is it, it is wonderfully paced. It has some beautifully inventive boss fights. 
The combat is precise and tight, but also forgiving enough that you can kind of fuck up in, a, in some fights and get on with it, unless you're doing the ridiculous DLC ones. Um, <laughs> it's got kind of this wonderful ambience to it, a really nice soundtrack, great boss music. Mm. It is just one of the best games of all time. Um, I think it is. I think you're right, mate. And I adore it. And yeah, like I've finished it before. I finished it on the Switch. Um, and I'm playing it on Steam now. Um, I'm about. It's it, just been updated on Switch again. Yeah. I think it's a little patch. It's, I don't know what it is. I don't know what just, the, what, what just the a perf- it. Just a performance patch because it got it oh, happened right, on Steam as well. Um, oh, that's fine then. I got so far in my playthrough. I think I'm about a third of the way through. I've just beaten Soul Master, which is oh yeah 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 yeah. It was one of the bosses I actually struggled with on my first playthrough. City of Tears. Yeah, City of Tears. Um, it's a wonderful world to explore. It does that Dark Souls lore thing where like the story is told through through kind of little side conversations or random bits of lore that you find I- on rocks and item and description stuff. stuff yeah. Um, I'm not, go- I- I'm not going for the 110%. I-, 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 I got a lot of gray hairs doing the White Palace and, be- and beating the Radiance. I'm not, I- I'm just going for a Hollow Knight kill. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's nice to be back in one of the best games of all time. And it's great because it-, it plays so well on the Steam Deck. I'm literally just, when I've got an hour here or there, I'm just picking up the Steam Deck I'll go through, I'll explore an area, beat the boss, remember that I'm not very good at games, and then put it down and, <laughs> and go off and do something else. But yeah, I, I would... Such a special game. It's a really special game, and I would really thoroughly encourage you, if you haven't played Hollow Knight, but you have played, like, a Castlevania or a Metroid or Dead Cells or whatever. I think oh. everyone in the world's played Metro- or Super Metroid. Or, or like, or like a game like that, like these yeah. kind of 2D explore-em-up combat games. Yeah. Play Hollow Knight because it is so, so good. Even if it's just for the art style, and you'll fall in love with the combat. Um, I think um, my favorite boss so far that I've beaten on this run, I think might be the Mantis Lords. I adore the Mantis mm. Lords because Such it's a good fight. It's a great fight because three on one. Well, because well, <laughs> you think it's three on one, I'm going to get absolutely steamrolled here. But you fight one mm-hmm. of them, and it shows you what their move sets are, and then you fight the other two at the same time. And it be- when you get it right, it becomes this wonderful ballet of all of the mechanics in the game. And that's what I love about a good Metroidvania, where you have to get the combat and the movement right at the same time, and Hollow Knight just fucking nails it. And it's ridiculous that it's a three-person team that made it. <laughs> I did. Um, I watched. I watched a, a deep dive on the and Team Cherry were talking about about a year ago about like Mantis Lords came up in that because they were saying they based every area on a real-world country. Yeah, we, we, like subtly, like Mantis Lords is Japan in it. The samurais, you know what I mean. Yeah. The, and 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 then the the interviewer asked, so the beehive then was that basically it went sugar everywhere? It's America. <laughs> <laughs> makes, it, <laughs> makes it make sense. They're all fucking turtled up and armored and full of weapons. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. And nice. if you look at it all, like um, dirt mouth, the, the 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 first day, that's Britain. It's always raining, isn't it? That kind of shit. Yeah, it's always in in a bad way. So, Love it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Just, just right, play the play the fucking game, everybody. It's so cheap as it well. Incredible. Yeah, it's one of those ones where if it's a game out of my comfort zone that I yeah. consider in my top ten of all time, you know it's it good. must be good. Yeah, <laughs> it must be good. Yeah. It, mm. Have you played it, Bigger? You look me very quiet about it. No, I, I have it. I, I, I played it for. A, an hour or so and do you know what um, that'd be a better stream sure. than your Dark Souls one I'd love to watch it <laughs> I wasn't sure where I was supposed to be going because you got what seems oh, to be yeah, it's, to it's an absolute way, so. mystery it's a mystery and I've yeah, put the it first, down the first few hours you're lost yeah I've played it and put it down 
20, 30 times over the space of two and a half years. I still haven't finished it because I get to points mm. where I'm just like, J- just fucking fuck it. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to smash this yeah. through the fucking window if I don't put it down. Yeah, don't mm, don't, yeah. don't ever try the White yeah. Palace. Then you'll, you'll hit, no, 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 you'll hit every I'm second of that. I'm surprised you managed to do that. That is the fucking mm. hardest bit of platforming I've ever done I, in a I, game. I love White three, Palace. I've done it a few times. There's three things that I didn't finish on that and I was quite happy to... I didn't do all the stages of is it Zoot? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Max Zoot. Yeah, all which... ten, all ten stages. I did. You don't, you, Come don't on. Need, you don't need to. You don't fucking get anything. Um, I didn't. Do you get the, a trophy. I didn't do the final <laughs> stage of the circus, and I didn't do the final stage of the arena. That's the only three things I didn't do. I yeah, they're, I, they're, I, they're probably the toughest bits. So it's all right, mate. Don't worry about that. I've done. I've done the Grim Troop. I haven't. Mm, I love it. I haven't done the Colosseum, like the very last one of the Colosseum, because it just Colosseum got, of Fools. Yeah, yeah, it just it just got to the point where like I don't have the stamina for this, and yeah, um, I haven't done the last area of Godhome because that's forty two boss fights in a row, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm just not. I love them. <laughs> I love them. I know, oh, I'm in, in between. You, you have ADHD. You can concentrate mm, on I these did things. do that, but I don't think that was out when I played it. It wasn't out. No, that's when the most you rec- told me to play it, it wasn't out. That's the most That's the most recent deal. So. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Can it play biggest stream it? It'd be better than the Dark Souls one. It's got bugs in it. They're adorable. <laughs> yeah, even the spiders aren't horrible in it. Oh, no, they fucking are. I hate them. <laughs> nah. I, whenever I go down to Deep Nest, it's just like... Running across the screen, don't they? You can do it. They're cartoons. They're cartoons. You can do it. You can get through this. And that's imagine the, imagine that's falling into Deep Nest without the lamp. I know. Shit, what am I doing? That's the, that's the one bit of the game I've learned to speed run so I can get in and get the fuck out of there as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Excellent. This has been a great week then, hasn't it, for us all? Apart can I from mention Stig? one more thing? I completely Go forgot on, to mention this in mine, um, but it's topical for you and things. Uh, this week, um, both Oodles and that F King show had Rob Jones on their podcasts. So on Deep Dive Lounge and on that F King show, mm-hmm. both fantastic listens. It, such such a good it's lovely bloke, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah a such guy. a good guest. Uh, he was great on Deep Dive Lounge, <laughs> and then today on F King show, like it just it made me cry. You were crying as like, well. Yeah, like <laughs> it just. The story oh, told, like it just, it was, it was so wonderful, and it made me go and like just give my wife a big cuddle and kiss afterwards. I was like, that was really nice, yeah. really good episodes, both really good. So definitely check them out. And and even better yeah. than that, get yourself on his show, um, because he's just, he, he just, he's got great questions and any questions yeah, about music. And I know you guys now. I've known you guys for a couple of years now. Any questions about music, you are going to be turning those questions over in your head for weeks before you answer them. And then, if you're anything like me, you're going to be not sleeping at night because you answered wrong. Because <laughs> you've changed your mind. Because you've changed your mind. Because instead, instead of coming up with the perfect festival, you thought you'd do a comedy bit, you fucking idiot. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, he asked me to go on. Um, we're going to... Yeah, gonna, get uh, on. Sort, get all of you get out. on. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. so great. He's such he's such a nice guy. I don't know where he's come from, but he fell into our kind just of appeared, our little Twitter sphere out of nowhere, yeah. and he's he's commenting on everything, and he's got he's got points to make. We're getting him on for high fidelity. You guys missed out. Oh, uh, eventually, later this year. Um, yeah, so there you go. He's going to be the one out of all of us that actually makes it. <laughs> and he's going to go straight <laughs> faster and be bigger. Look at that story told on that F King show. <sighs> That could be a film. Like just I know. <laughs> genuinely. Like it was, yeah, it was really oh, good. 
We love you, Rob. We're going to get him on Modern Escapism as well at some point, the actual show. Yeah, definitely so, after. Yeah, he's a good guy. Good guy. And Dean's nice as all. We said his name a few times today. He loves it. He gets oh. paid seven pence every time we say his name. So. Oh, Dean. He also gets like someone talks about him. I just think of community. Dean, Dean. Let's get on. I could just imagine Dean just just walk around with a half dress and a half suit on. Man, standing that way. Yeah. I think I went too far with this one. I miss community so much. Not that it's disappeared, but I just miss it. The movie's coming soon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Main topic, and we do like a knockout tournament on this oh, show. We We've do. done many. We started the first ever one was uh, was it biscuits or biscuits. crisps? Biscuits. biscuits. Then we did crisps. We've done alcohol. We've done what kind of what have we done? Games, Games films, films. Now Com- we're going back film. to films. We're going yeah, we're going back to films in a, in a way. But it is award season, guys. So we're doing best picture. Award at the Oscars, the knockout. Bum, bum. <laughs> so yeah, whoever's running the, the 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 thing, I'm not. Crack on. I've got it. I've got it all set up properly this time. Yes. We're all ready to go for once. Yes. I've typed them all in. I'm going to generate the bracket. See what comes up. Do you know how can... this works, Planty? I know you listen to the show. Uh, I... but you didn't... I'll figure it out. Just go for it. You've just got to defend your own film. <laughs> You've got yeah. to sell it. I, I, next I figured round. if it was like crisps, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, it's exactly the same as that. Are we we still having the mulligan round first? Yeah, we have to because we're odd numbers. Right. Mm. (laughs) Oh, he's in pain. (laughs) See, his films are against each other, aren't they? No, it's just a big one to start with. (laughs) All right. They're all big ones, but this is 1974's Best Picture winner, Godfather Part 2. Versus Ooh. 1943's Best Picture winner, Casablanca. <laughs> oh, sit back, lads. This is going to be a big one. These Go, are legendary. Biggie. You start, Biggie. Well, The Godfather Part 2 is a 1974 American <laughs> epic crime film. Produced and directed by, of course, Francis Ford Coppola. Mm. The film is partially based on the famous 1969 novel The Godfather by Mario Puzo. Um, yeah, this was the sequel to, obviously, the original Godfather, which itself is an incredible movie. Um, nobody thought that he could strike lightning twice, but bloody hell did he. They decided to split the film into two parts with the intercept between each other throughout. The first one is with the earlier life of Vito Corleone, played by, of course, Robert De Niro, Denario. <laughs> Stop it! It's a thing. And I'm going to start saying it in public, and the people go, "What the fuck are you saying that for?" <laughs> joke between my internet friends. And it covers the journey um, of uh, Michael's father, Vito Corleone, um, from his Sicilian childhood to the uh, founding of the family enterprise in New York City, and then it goes on to carry on with the story of Michael, as he's now obviously the new Don of the Corleone family, um, again with Al Pacino. And the the stellar cast is ridiculous. I'm not going to name them all. But you have the return of Al Pacino, Robert Duvall as Tom Hagen, Diane Keaton as his wife, uh, sorry, Michael's wife, uh, Robert De Niro, as we mentioned, Oresti Baldini as the young Vito Corleone, John Cazali as Fredo, Talia Shire as Connie, um, and then the list just goes on and on and on and on and on. 
But yeah, beautifully shot. Um, the drama, whether it's an assassination attempt on Michael, um, tries to root out who set it up. He goes into hiding in Havana. Um, he calls for the death of his... Oh, sorry, yeah, loads of spoilers, by the way. Um, <laughs> oh, they all know this. Up, <laughs> yeah, the whole thing's going to be full um, of spoilers, everyone. Yeah, yeah it, it ends up discovering that his brother Fredo um, ratted him out and almost set up or became part of the assassination attempt. He's a rat. Um, and then you see how um, Vito becomes who he is as um, Robert De Niro does, plays a fantastic role. Of course, trying to almost mimic bits of... He's channeling um, Brando, isn't he? Brando, yeah. He's, he's mm. trying to you know, put his own spit on it, but also show signs of um, how Brando did it. And it's just an incredible watch. It's a long movie. Uh, it can be quite easy to be lost in it at times because there's a lot to take in, but just beautifully acted. Um, and yeah, I, I cannot recommend this enough. If you've never the seen the Godfather well. movies, oh, it's beautiful. It, it's just especially. wherever they go. Oh. But yeah, please, please, please keep this in. <laughs> yeah, but what's it up against? <clears throat> Mr. Plant. So, picture the no. scene. <laughs> The year's 1942. The Nazis have invaded North Africa. What a bunch yeah. of bastards, right? Uh, the Allies, they're not very happy. Jack Warner, at Warner Warner's, <clears throat> being an utter piece of shit, decides to capitalise on it and rushes out Casablanca. Right? You've got your romance. You've got your histories. You've got your tensions. There's moida. Mm. There's double-crossing. Oh, There's triple-crossing. And surprisingly, I'm calling it now, it's easily the funniest film we're going to talk about tonight. It's brave, funny. Brave. It's funny. No, it is hilarious. It is start it is. to finish funny. Has there <clears throat> ever been a better cast of Hey, It's That Guys? Probably yeah. never. You've got mm. Peter Lorre, Paul Henry, mm. uh, both Hungarian Jews who fled the Nazis only to spit in their eyes by starring in this utterly mesmerising film. Uh, Claude Rains, of course, you know he's the uh, uh, Invisible Man. Uh, you've seen him, yep. or not, as the case may be. Uh, <laughs> There's one of John's jokes this week. Uh, he's the Sheriff of Nottingham in The Adventures of Robin Hood, so obviously mm. I love him. Um, and my favourite line that he he has in the whole film, they're closing down Rick's Cafe American, uh, and, which is a place he frequents, and he's like, I'm shocked, shocked to find there's gambling going on here. And this guy comes <laughs> yeah. in and he goes, your winnings, Monsieur? <laughs> yeah, like that. So and he does this perfect so double good. take. <laughs> yes. I mean, look, it, not only did it win Best Picture, but it got Best Adapted Screenplay, and it changed the way we watch Warner Brothers films today. Because the opening title card of all Warner Brothers films since 1998 has featured the melody to As Time Goes By at the start. Yep. Yeah. Hang on, this isn't your podcast. Stop doing that. <laughs> I mean, Biggie, you've got a chance to work hard at your podcast as I do with mine, mate. So if you don't, that's up to you. Uh... <laughs> oh, hang on a second. I'm not doing Rocky, right? Uh, so you know the quotes, all the quotes. I mean, you can't, you, can't name any, you can't name any quotes from The Godfather Part 2, but you can from this. You played it for her, play it for me. Here's looking at you, kid. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you remember the day the Germans invaded Paris? I remember. The Germans wore grey and you wore blue. They're all great lines. They're all fantastic <laughs> lines, perfectly delivered. And there's a happy ending. Oh, hang on. No, there isn't. There's a terrible, <laughs> sad ending. But it's all right, because it's the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Ooh. 
and some, now, because of some you, terrible I'll, impressions. I'll tell you right now, <laughs> um, Casablanca is probably the oldest film I've seen that many times. Yeah, yeah, and I it's, think it's it, extremely rewatchable. It, it's put like it's changed the way that films are. Like film films are completely different because of it because they're not afraid. It's the first film that's not afraid to do love and comedy and politics yeah. and any of that. Previous to that, we either had a war film or we had a western that won the Oscar. We had a, you know we had romance or we had a story of survival. This is all of that rolled into one, and it was rushed out. Can you imagine something this perfect being rushed out? To capitalise on Ingrid Bergman, man. I mean, what Woo! a fox! Yeah, Woo! what an absolute fox! And and she gave us uh, Isabella Rossellini. So you know, yep. can't yep. argue that. Yeah, no. I'm still struggling though <laughs> after all that because Godfather Part Two is probably the best sequel ever made. I would Ooh, I think it's a Ooh, really. Term- Terminator Two wants a word. I was going to say, yeah, Terminator Two. Is, is, mm. the, the Empire Strikes Back's got a problem with you, Oodles. You're going to be mine. <laughs> oh, I already said back. best. Really good. Paddington Two. Oh Paddington yeah. Two never- <laughs> <laughs> Stig even gave the look. I love it. I absolutely love it. Right. Uh, well, we already know, know where Biggie and Hunt is for us going. I'll I'll go first on this one, mostly because. And and this is probably heresy. I didn't enjoy the Godfather films that much. Like I can see that they are brilliant films. I'm not saying the bad films. I can see that they are brilliant films, and I appreciate what. Bad. The, okay, the two that are actual films, the not the atrocity that is the third one. Um, but for for me, it, it's one of those things of actual sitting and enjoying a film. They mm. the, the Godfather the, the 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 two the two Godfather films. They're very long. And brilliant acting, brilliant performances, brilliant writing, but it's also drawn out. And I'm like, sat, when I've watched them, I'm sat there thinking, just fucking get on with it, lads. You know? Um, oh, I think come it's, a, on. I think it's a, quite a lot pacier, the second one, over the first one. Yeah, but like what I'm saying, it's just it's that level of enjoyment watching it. It's not 109 yeah, yeah. minutes long, though, is it? Like Casablanca. <laughs> no. No, it's not. Oh, and please. Like, no. In I and like, out. Right, I, I, I'm not the greatest. <laughs> fan, I'm not the greatest fan of Casablanca either. But out of the two of them, I would watch Casablanca if you put them. You in don't front like of Casablanca where Michael, Michael already knows that Fredo betrayed him, but he waits for his mother to pass away out of a sign of respect. And then when he, he's at the party and he gives Fredo that last brotherly hug, and then looks at the bodyguard to sort of give that nod to oh. say, like, "Yeah, you need to take him out." Just right. oh. that's right, all right, well right, and good, right. Biggie. But Fredo's a dead expensive now, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's bringing cost into it. Oh, shit. I watched no, Casablanca. I watched Casablanca for the first time this week. Did you make for this? What did you think? It's the only film on this list out of the list that I haven't watched. It's really, really good. I really enjoyed it. It's not as good as The Godfather Part Two, so my vote goes to Godfather Part Two. Okay, thank you. Uh, who does what, Biggie's thanking you as Biggie's thanking you as if he's written it. This is <laughs> as what, if this he's is Mario Puzo. <laughs> no, no, so this, is why I, this is why I quickly got in there because I don't because he's been sat there going, I don't know, I don't know, and I'm like, fuck it, I know. So <laughs> this is the best bit about these episodes, Planty, because we always just manage to get Oodles to be the deciding vote, and yeah. he fucking hates every second of it. I don't like it because the, don't the, like cheating. This, this, no, Discord will shout at me later when I pick the wrong one. And Twitter will shout at me. Uh, I mean, Oodles. mum will shout at me. Our, no one will shout at you if you pick The Godfather Part 2. Pi- it's every Patreon's fucking a- loser man's film, favourite film. <laughs> Sorry, <Biggie. laughs> Our Patreons will shout at us when they hear some of our choices for that show. 
and that comes yeah. out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I'm I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. Ooh, what was that? Someone's just got whacked. No, I just knocked him off. <laughs> so the gun was in the bathroom in the back of the uh, Italian restaurant. <laughs> Someone's just been driven down the New Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> I'm gonna, those, are both, I'm gonna... those are both much better parts from the first film. Sorry, they were. Uh, yeah, again, stop it. Now this is going back to you. You wouldn't have heard this plan because we were talking about this off. Uh, I was going to pick the Godfather Part One in this because I think it's better. I'm one of them weirdos. I like a slow-paced, talky film. It's this kind of guy I am. However, I'm now going to go with my gut. I use I use this excuse a lot. What would I rather watch right now? And it's Casablanca. Brilliant. I'm so uh, glad oh. your guts are full of hot hot crisps. Uh... <laughs> yeah, they are full of hot crisps today, mate. It's just, it's just on that. I, I love both of those films. Like They are massive mm-hmm. films. And I've seen Casablanca more than I've seen Godfather Part 2 because I have chosen to watch that more. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why. Cheers, lads. That's massive. That is absolutely <sighs> massive. For the Godfather that's, Part 2 to go out the first round. <laughs> Biggie, that's nothing to do with you, mate. I love that film. I well, just like Caspank a bit more. Next up. <laughs> next up in Part 1, the first is, first up is this year's Oscar-winning film, Everywhere, every, Everything Everywhere, All at Once. Gadget. Against oh, it'll be against. Sorry, uh, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. <gasps> Fucking hell, oh, big as well. This is quite big. <laughs> okay, I'm saying that all these films are great. What we on it? What we talking about? They're all amazing. Yeah, it's not films. like none of them are bad films. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go first on this one because I know Oodles can talk for days on uh, Lord of the Rings. So oh, it's, um, it's, not it's, not mine. it's not me. That was a I wanted it. But he got it before. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was biggest. I thought it was. Yeah. Goodness, For Frodo! Anyway, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. So, um, yeah, this is my favorite film of 2022, and probably actually it, it got straight into my top ten of all time. Um, it you loved is, it, didn't you? Yeah, it's an absurdist comedy drama written and directed by the Daniels, or actually to their mothers, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinhardt. Um. It stars Michelle Yeoh, Kiyu Kwan, and pretty much every major Asian actor and actress of the last 20 years, also Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, it, it, it tells the story of uh, loss of I- immigrants losing their identity until, you know, the multiverse kind of comes a-knocking and um, Michelle Yeoh has to save everybody. It features ridiculous action f- combat, uh, dildos, uh, butt plug statues... Uh, dildos for hands, sausages for fingers, uh, everything bagels. It's just, it's a mad film. But it is one of those films that's absolutely fucking brilliant. The fact that it could give it a, a scene, which almost brought me to tears, where the, the only interaction is two rocks sitting next to each other on a cliff. Like, it's that's incredible. Scene. It's a good scene. It's, ab- it's absolutely wonderful. This is also, um, it's estimated this is the most awarded film of all time. Do you want to know how many yeah. wins it has to, uh, at, at the time of recording? Is it like 210? Something like that? 264. Oh, I knew it was wow. 200 and something. I'd seen that. That's it's insane, o- isn't it? Over 400 award nominations. Yeah. Wow. It is, it, it is the, I think it is the most awarded film at an Oscar ceremony with se- taking seven statues home on the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actual. Yeah. Not, not the most nominated, but the most won. Yeah, think, the most won on like the that. day. I think yeah. I th- actually think 
Return, Return of, the of the King, King. is the most yeah, nominated most with nominated. like 14 yeah, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Still followed by Titanic. Beginning to know that, you've just told him that now. <laughs> um, but yeah, just almost all the principal cast won awards, although I do believe it should have been Stephanie Hsu that won the Best Supporting Actress, not Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis. That She's was better. a bit of a... Yeah. Mostly because Stephanie Hsu was in more of the film and she was better in the film. She was. Yeah. Um, you, you covered this last week and, and you're absolutely right. It, it's kind of a... Here's here's your award. Thanks for your service. Here's your award. Yeah, it's yeah. a legacy. Cheers, award. Jamie. Retire. <laughs> that kind of thing, isn't it? Should retire after that last Halloween film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she should have retired before it. Am I right? I'm going to say, mate, eight to zero. Oh. <laughs> um, I do. I, I do also need to bring up though, Planty. I have a boon to pick with you mm-hmm. <gasps> because on Hallmark of Greatness, Last Orders, yeah. the most recent episode, yeah. you said you were sick of hearing about Kiu Kwan winning yeah. awards. Yeah, I am. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I said that other day, and I got attacked for it as well. Oh, but you sure. That's, and it's look, it, it is what it is, and and I'll, I'll I'll make I'll make my point when it comes to uh, to my vote. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've just I've just had enough. I've had enough of hearing about it. I I I'll, I'll save it for the end. But I have had enough. I've had enough. Of it. I've had enough. Of it. <laughs> Boring, isn't it? But, um, yeah, like it, it's one of those films that came out of nowhere, and it, uh, as soon as I saw the trailer in the cinema, I was like, "What is this? And how do I put it into my eyeballs?" Right. I remember now? when you saw, when you told me about you seeing the trailer. Yeah. I remember you telling me about like, the trailer. It, You've it's, always... it's really rare mm. that I see a trailer and I get like immediately excited. Most of the time, when yeah. I see a trailer, it goes, "Oh, that looks good. I'll go see that." Um, this was yeah. like, "What is it? Give me it now!" And it was because mm. it's fucking A twenty four. Like the entire world had it before we did. Mm. I was furious about that. It's like people were talking. They did, oh, didn't they as well. Yeah, like they had it in like the December. We didn't get it till like the February. I was fucking annoyed because I wanted to go see it. Um, but yeah, it's just mm. a stunning, stunning film. But. It's up against. I'm furious. Return of the King. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, then. It's Lord of the Rings, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got to do a concurrent argument. You've got to do a good argument or you're going to get vetoed out, mate. So oh, this came out in 2003, the um, final of the trilogy of the epic fantasy adventure films directed by Peter Jackson. Um, yeah, this was again i was excited i couldn't wait for this to come out i've seen all of the movies up, um to that time in the cinema i couldn't wait also saw me with my dad and uh, he was a big fan of the books as well so thoroughly enjoyed the cinema trips with him um the empire review for this said he gave the film a perfect score of five stars in his review alan morrison said resounding climax to a landmark in cinema history and praised how Peter Jackson had kept the momentum of the series rolling on and on through the traditionally difficult middle part and weak finale, delivering a climax to the story that's neater and more affecting than what most Tolkien managed on the printed page. He also mentioned how fans of the film who have walked beside these heroes every step of the way on such a long journey deserve the emotional payoff as well as the action peaks, and they'll be generally touched as the final credits roll. Mm. So we had the origin of Smeagol, Gollum. You had the um, Sauron and the, the One Ring are destroyed. You had um, Aragorn as crowned as King of Gondor and weds Arwen. Um, the Hobbits also retire back. Uh, retire. The Hobbits return <laughs> back to the Shire and, and back to their lives as they were before. And obviously, we have Frodo leaves for the Undying Lands. Began now from Bilbo. Um, just a stunning, stunning movie. It had the most effects of more than the previous two. I think it said. Um, oh, I and I just most I adore all three movies. Huh? I thought you said you had the most effects then. 
Visual effects. No, it has yeah, all um, the effects. Visual all effects. effects. It has every effect. Exactly. All the effects. It has the most effects. All of the effects. <laughs> we have all the effects. <laughs> there was 1,489 visual effect shots, nearly three times the number from the first one. Sake. Um, yeah, so you, 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 you had all the, the points throughout the movie. Um, the big Again, you had another big fight going off. It, it was just beautifully done. Um, you had the Witch King destroyed. Um, you had the, the final no moments with Gollum um, trying to steal the ring finally at the end and still that relationship between Frodo and Gollum went on right to the end. You had the fight with Shalob. Yeah. It was just this just scene after scene after scene. That's his favourite scene. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate it. <laughs> and it absolutely nailed it and I Back adore all beast. three. But this was a perfect end to a perfect trilogy in my eyes. Can I can, mm-hmm. can I can I just have one slight point point of countenance on this? One? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, are you are, are you talking about your your knowledge of the extended edition or the theatrical edition? Because the extended edition didn't win any awards. That was a DVD. No, it didn't. Mm. The because I remember seeing this in the cinema, and this is not me trying to be argumentative for the sake of what we're doing. Oh no, here, it's fine. But the, get um, in there. Dig it in, mate. I think. For the theatrical releases, I think Fellowship is the best of the three. I do. Because I, I think to get, it, to get to the runtime, they had to cut so much out of, out of Return of the King. Like, you know, if, if you in the theatrical cut, you've got the big battle, great. All of a sudden, Aragorn it turns up because he's pissed off ages ago. And then there's a fucking ghost on with him. Where the fuck did they come from? You <laughs> yeah, know? they didn't do like, any of that. <laughs> they did that bit, that weird cut as well, where he's supposed to talk to the mouth of Sauron. <laughs> Yeah, but in the theatrical one, it's not there. It's just like, yeah, we've yeah. just got through the gates like, without any issue. Yeah, or you know, Sam fights Shelob, and then all of a sudden he's car- he's carrying yeah. um, Frodo, as opposed to yeah. having rescued him from the tower. Yeah, fight like, up the tower. Mm. There, there is so much cut out of it. I think it becomes a weaker film. Um, whereas when you watch mm. the extended edition, it is what it's supposed to be, and it's incredible. Also, the fucking mm. forty-five minute long ending. Nah, <laughs> wrap it up quicker, Peter. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Sorry, that's my points on this. Biggie, you have counter points? Uh, no, it's still a perfect end to a trilogy for me. I've okay. got no I'm going to I'm I'm vote because I don't want to be gridlocked or anything like that. Um, Lord of the Rings is probably my favourite book trilogy of all time. I'm going with Return of the King, mate. <laughs> Doing it. I think I think the film's brilliant. Even it, it was I, unfilmable I, I, book. And they still pulled it off. Well, I mean, they didn't film yeah. it out like the book, so that's the thing. No, they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It's an adaptation. There had to be some changes. It's it a lot of changes. Adaptation. There's massive amounts of changes. Huge. They invented characters for this film because it were easier Ooh. for Peter Jackson. All plot lines were invented for this film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's still great. It's not a perfect adaptation. I just think the battle on Pelennor Fields is one. It's probably hands down one of my favourite battles of all time on, in cinema. Because still fucking again, hits, even even though I've seen it so many times. Yeah. Every yeah. time I watch that scene, it still fucking hits. It's just perfect. And you've got, you've got your big battle scenes on on some some films, especially Oscar winning films and stuff like that. But I think that moment in in that final film is just. I think it's just perfect. I, th- I, th- I, th- I think it, the, I, even the theatrical, theatrical cut, I think it's still a perfect film. So, okay. yeah, that's why I'm voting that. It's so tough for me, this, because I, the issue I've got, the, 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 the only real issue I've got with 
everything is that well, the issues I've got with everything uh, in the world ever <laughs> that's ever existed. Um, you are a Nottingham Forest fan. <laughs> I was just about to vote for uh, for for your film there, Gadget. I've changed my mind all of a sudden. Uh, Smarty git. Uh, anyway, um, the, the the issue the issue I have with everything, just to give it its, its shortened name, is that it's too long. Right, it just it 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 bangs on and it carries on, and I, I just felt like we didn't need quite as much of it as we got. I would love, absolutely love, a succinct hundred, maybe hundred and ten minute cut would be brilliant. We could still have plenty of the action. We could still have pace. lots of the heartwarming stuff. I, you, you're right, absolutely right. All of you are right. I I, I was brought to tears. By the bit with the rocks on the top, on the the mountain top thing, it was it looked fantastic. It played fantastic. I wasn't a hundred percent into the relationships of them, but every every oodles, you're right. Actually, it 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 changes so quickly and so fast, especially that kind of that end bit. You know that last mm. kind of section of battles. I would have loved more of that throughout and a shorter film. So it just should have been shorter. Now, mm. if my problem is that a film should have been shorter, <laughs> you brought the hour film. I can't, in all rightness, vote for the film mm. that took fifty minutes longer than it needed to to wrap up at the end. <laughs> I just kind of, but at the same time, I don't think Biggie will ever speak to me if I vote for everything because I can't knock him out twice. Can there, are, there are so oh, many plot lines that needed to be wrapped up in that you vote, you story. Vote on they had the, to. You vote on the film. Don't. Okay. Because okay. if, if, if we've... I'll get to it in a minute. You pick. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to have to go with... This is so tough. I'm not even the deciding vote. But I'm going to have to go with Gadget's pick of everything. Uh, but, Ooh. More specifically... That's you, unfollowed. <laughs> That's me not giving a shit, mate. Uh, <laughs> mate. You made him watch Ice Pirates. I think he's got enough on the bank. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah, right. I owe you. Even, I owe you, mate. He You're enjoyed even it. Now. He enjoyed You're it even. secretly. You're even. Yeah, we had a good time. Uh, yeah, I think for, for me, it, it's it's got a great... It, it's got a great cast. It's a fantastic, um, fantastic number of people. It's great. The way it's written, it's something different. Okay, I think there were probably some, dare I say, pity Oscars given. I don't know. What do I know? Definitely. But but, but for me, I could watch that, and I could watch another film in the night. I couldn't watch yeah. Return of the King and then watch another film in the night. So I'm I'm doing it based on length only, which is what our last does on yep. a regular basis. So you oh, know, hey. uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Biggles. Mm. Stick. <laughs> oh, this film goes against one of mine in the next round, so I could vote tactically here. But I wouldn't do that because I'm voting for yeah, the you film. Would. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Um, no. I have to vote for the film, and I love both of these films. And I'm sorry, Gadget. Had it been against other films, it might have got through, but I I can't vote against. Return of the King. Return of the King, mate. It's a fucking classic. It's a modern day classic. I do love. You know how much I love that. Like, yeah. Everything everywhere at once. Like I was. Uh, I me and you were too. probably like the biggest 
like you know cheerleaders for that film on here. Oh, yeah, I've, I've not shut up talking about it for a year now. Yeah, he wakes I, up <laughs> screaming it everything everywhere all at once every morning. He wakes up out of his bed. I would have, <laughs> um, yeah, against some of these others, I would have gladly have put it next. But it's I fucking love Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not arguing. If it's going to lose against Return of the King, I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's like, not a it's... terrible loss, is it, mate? No. <laughs> right. Okay. Well. Next up, so we're into the quarterfinals now. We've had our two. Thank clues. you, Stiggy. Again. You up? Thank you, Stig. Oh, okay. You two got a bit of a like fucking no tactical thing going Pick on. Pick the film that I prefer. I'm just noting what he's saying. Yeah, thank you. Uh, gadget. Oh, and oodles as well. You're up again. <laughs> it's a Birdman now, and this is going to go against Casablanca. So we've already heard Casablanca's argument. I mean, I've fucking lost here, but let's go for it. So, uh, Birdman. I like Birdman a lot. Birdman, or the unexpected virtue of ignorance, is a 2014 American black comedy drama directed by Alejandro Gonzalez in Inaritu. I don't know how to get his surname. Inaritu. Alejandro. Inaritu. That's it. Um, this is a quite. A prescient kind of parody of the idea of superhero films. It mm-hmm. stars uh, Michael Keaton as Regan Thompson, who's a faded Hollywood actor best known for playing the superhero Birdman in the late 80s and early 90s. You know, around about that time that a certain Michael Keaton was playing a certain Batman. Um, mm. As an mm. a, as an actor, his career has kind of been like on the rocks throughout the 90s and into the early 2000s. And he is starring at the start of this film in a play called um, What We Talk About When We Talk About Love. Uh, the film also stars Zach Galifianakis, Edward Norton, Andrea Riseborough, Riseborough rather, Amy Ryan, Emma Stone and Naomi Watts. So it's a pretty strong cast. It is. Um, the film has kind of some surrealist um, themes about it. I can see actually the two choices I made for this one. They're just really weird films. Um What's overriding on this one, and I think what kind of makes it stick out to me more than anything as a winner, and I think this was also the same reason for everything ever all at once, it's the kind of the technical way they've put the film together. So the whole shtick with Birdman is it's done as if it's one shot. Yes. Um, it's obviously not one shot. They're just clever editing no. that puts it together because you couldn't, couldn't do it. But because the film is centred on uh, Riggin Thompson being in a play, they've made it look like a play. The camera is always following Riggin Thompson. The other side to it that I absolutely adore is that the soundtrack is entirely drums. Yeah. It's just a single drummer playing throughout the entire soundtrack. And it works. It matches the pace of whatever scene it's in, the dialogue, um, or kind of whatever tone it is. And it, it, the fact that he's doing it with drums, like there's no notes in it. It's, it's just beats. Um, but it's effective, though. It's very effective, especially, in, like the, weirdly enough, in the sad scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, the cast is absolutely on fire. Like Michael Keaton is incredible in this one. I, I, I think he was up for best. I actor think he's for always it. been incredible. No, he has, especially. But this is kind of like a real standout one for me that makes you kind of pay attention because the character he's playing, Riggan, he's kind of losing it a bit. Like mm. the whole thing, because everything is from his perspective. Things get a bit weird. Like he sees Birdman talking to him yeah. and saying, "You shouldn't be in a play. You should be going back into like into superhero cinema." He's like, "No, I'm too old. I'm too old. That's over." No, no, you should do it. Um, and it builds and it builds and it builds, and it gets more chaotic. And you got this quite iconic scene where he gets locked out of the um, out of his dressing room. He's in his pants and a dressing gown. He's running through Times Square to try and get around to the public entrance to the theatre so he can get in to do the final scene. And it becomes this kind of comedy of errors. Edward Norton plays a bastard in it because I think that's just all he can play because he is one. <laughs> um, but he plays it so fucking well. Stretch for him that one. <laughs> oh, it's a real stretch for him. 
uh, as seen in Glass Onion this year. <laughs> when, he's, when, he, when he's not throwing his shoes at the director of photography or fighting the craft service assistants, <laughs> he, he can act. Yeah, this is one of the rules where you can see that Zach Galifianakis can act. You know, like yeah. his performance. He's good is, in it, isn't he? He's really he's very good, good in it. because he's not playing a fucking idiot, which yeah. is what he's been yeah, playing yeah. all up to this point. And what he's not he's between his for. two ferns, is he? No, he's actually mm. acting. I, I know it was a weird pick, like given of all the things that have won Best Picture over like the ninety-five Oscar ceremonies. Speed. This is a weird pick, but I think it's a little bit like everything ever all at once. It's the least Oscar-y film, I think. It's a film that I feel kind of won it on pure merit alone because it is a, just a really well-written, well-put-together and well-executed film from a strange concept that really shouldn't work. Um, it's also like a, it's also a low-budget film. Again, bear in mind this is, is yeah. this is 2014, so like budgets are already going ridiculous. This was only 18 million. Wow. Ridiculous! Like that's less than our podcast budget. It is. That's about <laughs> eight million more than Casablanca cost. Yeah, yeah it really is. So yeah, I just i th- i think it's worth considering, but for your consideration, it's not Gantu, is it? It's not Gant against Casablanca. <laughs> but if you haven't well, seen, I like when Jordi said Casablanca. Yeah. Mm, do watch it. Casablanca. If you've not seen it, do watch it. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking brilliant. And we uh, went to the cinema of... to see it. We had a great time. Yeah, I saw it at cinema. Really I miss. I missed it at the cinema. I kind of wish I had seen it there because even though, like it's not a film that you would think I need to see this at the cinema. But then when you watch it, you think this would be really fucking good in the cinema. Yes. <laughs> I think for the sound, Maybe. I think it's the sound. Wait, of the 2014, drums. it came out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That was the first time I took my before she was a wife to see that. I think it oh, was. I think it yeah. was Birdman. Yeah, me and Rachel went to see it before I, we got married. I actually did no necking because I liked it. Oh, you know what I mean. But you did some pecking because <laughs> it was Birdman. Oh. Yeah. Mm, voting, 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 voting. Casablanca, done. Yeah. <laughs> done. Sorry. I'm voting mine based on Planty's um, <laughs> talking about time. It's not but how we do I'm actually this. basing this. I'm actually voting this on the, the the fact that I haven't actually seen Birdman. And I have visited Rick's Cafe in Casablanca and I've drunk cocktails in there. Oh, wow. So the time I went to Casablanca is the reason why I'm voting it. All right. Done it. You're in. You're back through. Yeah, Casablanca. Sorry, Gadget. I do Uh, like Birdman. It's fine. uh, Like I said, I knew this was a weird choice and it wasn't going to go very far. It's a look of the draw sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I just want to... final, pal. I just... (laughs) 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 I just wanted to shout about this film because not enough people have seen it. It's It's a fun film. It really is, yeah. I probably will watch that again in the next couple of weeks. Mm, I think we might. I think yeah. it's a, I think it's a rewatch that fucker. Ooh, yeah, I watch it based on your recommendation. It's not. It's not. Um, it's not Keaton's best role. Though. We all know his best roles in the other guys, as the uh, superintendent of the police. <laughs> Have you, you seen think, him in that? Do you think oh, in the last few years he's had, he's had Batman like Jack one, following him, going, "He needs to be back. He needs to go back." Yeah. <laughs> now he is. In the yeah, but in the Flash, <laughs> with oh. actual cannibal as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm. yeah. He had the he had the opportunity for Batgirl, but the Warner Brothers fucked him over. Let's not talk about all that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Next up, it is 1976 Rocky, <laughs> but, which is my choice. This 1991's Silence of the Lambs. Oh, what? So I will go first. Rocky. Oh, fucking. <laughs> Directed by John G. Aval- 
Avildsen, <clears throat> written by Sylvester Stallone, starring Sylvester Stallone, Talia Shiver, Young, and Carl Weathers. Rocky is the story of a bum. You're a bum. <laughs> You're a bum, Rocky. <laughs> it is a story of Rocky Balboa, a down on his luck, um, semi-professional boxer, debt collector. Yeah, who has dream, dreamt of dreamt of the big time, have dreamt of being someone, and where he's from, what he's you know, the life he kind of grew up in and everything. It's just, he's never been able to reach the big time. And it's just, he's ended up becoming a, yeah, just a debt collector, a bit of a guy on the street. He's, he's a, he's a nobody really. Uh, he, he dreams of being something and somebody, but it realistically he's just, yeah, he's a bum. He's a no one. And he gets the opportunity to fight the world heavyweight champion, Apollo Creed, <laughs> when Apollo Creed's opponent, has to pull out due to injury. And Apollo Creed comes up with this special event. Apollo Creed gives a chance to a local competitor. Like, Into like you know, the bicentennial or Yeah, something. the American dream. Like you can, yeah. you know, anyone can the fight. The Italian the... stallion. Yeah. And he, and he sees Rocky's name. He likes the, the Italian stallion and he chooses Rocky. The thing about Rocky is it ain't really a boxing film. It's not. I don't think any of them are. Nope. It's a, it has boxing in the first five minutes and it has boxing in the last 10 minutes. The rest of the film is 100% like drama, a love story. A, it's a, a character kind of, study, isn't it? Yeah, rags to riches in a way style. It is, it is basically the American dream. That's what mm. it is. It, it is what, what is known as the personification of the American dream is if you work hard enough and you put your mind to it, you can achieve big things. Um, Sylvester Stallone wrote this whole script in an afternoon after being inspired by something that he saw with regarding Muhammad Ali and his only request the studios loved it and the only request he said is he wanted to be the lead um, and they said no and eventually he managed to break with broker deals and everything where he became the lead and this is it's his greatest role ever like he'll never it, for all the shite that he's pumped out in the nineties in action films and that and and big and the muscle, muscly action hero, when he becomes Rocky Balboa, he just slips into someone completely different, and he's always fantastic. Uh, but this one here, that this this first film is just absolutely incredible, and the soundtrack to go along with it is by uh, Bill Conti is just amazing. <sighs> Everyone knows the Rocky soundtrack. Uh, going the distance when that hits is just incredible. Mm. And the best thing, one of the best things about Rocky as well is he finds love with uh, with his friends, uh, sister Adrian. And the thing about Rocky is he doesn't care about winning. No. In a story about oh, I have to win. If I don't it's win, going the distance. Yeah, it? exactly. If I don't mm. win, then I'm nothing. It, it's not about yeah. that. Going the distance and seeing it out is the one thing that he needs to prove to himself that he can do this. And he and he and and he does that. And at the end of the film, I watched it this week, and it really got hit me again. Um, don't give a shit. They're all asking him questions. No. The interviews are asking questions. All he wants to be is with Adrian, and he's like, "I did it." Like you know, everyone knows the whole. Oh, Adrian, I did it. Like we did it. Yeah. Line. You know, like that's all he cares about. Like he cares more. He, I did it, and I'm with you, and that's all I care about. And it, it, it he didn't even know that he'd lost. Yeah, he didn't even care. He wasn't even listening to the results. No. He was just looking for her, and he just proved himself. And everything leading up to the fight as well is fantastic. He goes from doubting himself, and you know he has this big showdown um, with um, 
It's not Paulie, is it? The uh, the trainer. Um, Buster, Mickey, Mickey, plays, um, Mickey, Mickey, yeah. Mickey. About like Mickey's like you could be someone. He's like it's not. I'm not in my prime. I've never had a prime, and and he doesn't believe in himself. And then and then we get what is I think the probably the first ever training montage. I can't think of one yeah, before that. No, no, there was um, Chariots of Fire. I think is that before or after that? After Chariots of Fire is eighty. I think you. I think you're right then, yeah. The training montage yeah. is brilliant. Everyone knows it. Earlier in the in the film, we see him trying to run up the steps and he can't do it, and then he does it. And like, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's such a good He brought film. grey joggers back into fashion. Yeah, it's, and where are my grey joggers right now for it? So oh, yeah. am I. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so just a film that it's, <laughs> too many people will be put off. Oh, it's a boxing film. I don't care about boxing film. It isn't it's not a boxing, boxing film. film. No. Boxing is no. the backdrop. Don't have to worry about the, bo- the boxing, but Stallone is incredible. The script is incredible. The movie is incredible. Mm, Rocky. The Silence of the Lambs, 1991. Jonathan Demme uh, also uh, did uh, Philadelphia, which is another film I really like. Um, starring Jodie Foster, Ted Levine, and Sir Anthony Hopkins. So... <sighs> I don't think there'd be many people listening to this that's not seen Silence of the Lambs, uh, but just in case, a young FBI cadet must receive the help of an incarcerated and manipulative, manipulative cannibal killer, <laughs> Hannibal the Cannibal Lecter, to help catch another serial killer, a madman who skins his victims, Buffalo Bill. Based on uh, Thomas Harris's, um, I think that novel is called Silence of the Lambs, isn't it, that one? It's not his first one, though, is it? I think, is Red Dragon his first? Red Dragon's the first, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've read them, I just, <laughs> in random fucking order. Uh, but yeah, um, Silence of the Lambs was one of the first thrillers I watched as a very young man. And it really, like, it did something to me then. Oh, God. So in 1991, I didn't watch it in 1991, obviously, or about fucking three, three years old. Turned you into the killer you are today. <laughs> Turned me into the murderer that I am today. <laughs> Slash cannibal. And it's one of those films that's always been in my life in a, in a weird way because I like Hannibal as a character again I don't think Anthony Hopkins is the best lector I don't think he is at all but there's just something macabre but magical about this film it's one of those I'm, I'm assuming you've all seen it yeah. yeah I think it's one of those films It you, you can't take your eyes off the film while you're watching it there's something Jodie Foster's fucking killing it as well, man. She's absolutely crushing it. That that scene at the beginning when she's training at FBI and stuff like that, and then she's that famous scene when she's walking through the asylum and that man's wanking. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Chuck's fucking spunk at her or whatever. Another inspiration for you in life. Absolutely. <laughs> and that, the first ever meeting with um, Hopkins' Hannibal Lecter with his mask on and stuff. and uh, No, he ain't got his mask on the first time, has he? But... He stood there and you expect, because they've been talking him up and like, don't go close to him. And, and he's such a charismatic, seemingly sane man, isn't he? And it's sinister. And at that moment, he becomes talked about like Darth Vader, Freddy Krueger. He becomes one of the biggest baddies in cinema. And I think that's what we take away from. Yeah, obviously, Ted Levine's fucking fucked up as Buffalo Bill, but you're still waiting for more Lecter, aren't you? He's not in it much. But when he's in it, that's when the magic really is. And I think I've got a feeling it's the interaction with Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins that won it. 
that's how I feel. Obviously, I weren't there. I didn't vote for it. But I think that's what that's what really. Gosh, I fucking love it. I think it's since anything, anytime he's in it. Unfortunately, the following films weren't as good. But you had more Lecter in it, but he weren't as good for it. Too, if you get me, too much Lecter, arguably. Too much. Me- maybe yeah, what's yeah, maybe this too one much. so good is that he's not. He's he's not in it, and he yeah. is. He isn't the villain. You know, keep that in mind. No. He's not the he's villain just here. There. Yeah, he's the guy yeah. helping you to find the villain until oh, he's hang on a second, he does some. The man about... in the chair. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> he's the man right. In the chair. Yeah. yeah, well, no, he's the yeah. he's the man in the mask and that that thing yeah. that they wheel him in. in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a friend for dinner and all that. Oh, yeah. it's just so fucking. I don't, I don't know. There's something about Sounds of the Lambs that has always like. I remember them them rumblings of a year when they're saying they're going to remake Sounds of the Lambs, and I were like, I was shaking. I was like, don't, don't. Do you know what I mean? Don't. Obviously, we've got all this um, like Hannibal TV show and stuff that does its own little. It's more based on the books, isn't it, than the film? Um, and again, Manon is probably better, but it didn't win. <laughs> I love Manon. I think it's fucking brilliant. It's stylized. But, yeah, yeah, it definitely is. But I, I don't know. There's something about Sansa Lambs that's always like done something for me. However, <laughs> Rocky's my fourth favorite film of all time. <laughs> so do what you need to do, guys. <laughs> No one ever played Rocky Balboa. Only one man played Rocky and played it to perfection. Still to this day? Still to this day. Hmm? I'm not arguing. I fucking love Rocky, but it more goes on people's taste now. Well, I'm just, think... go- I'm, I'm just going to point out that I, ha- I haven't seen Rocky, so I'll abstain from this one because it's not fair for me to say Sounds of Lambs goes through on the virtue that I haven't seen the other one. Just vote for it. Oh, Biggie did that. <laughs> I know, but I'm yeah. a better person than Biggie. <laughs> Oh, for Jesus. Wow. We'll, see, well, we'll see. We'll see what mm. plant is. It's, it's a default, okay. isn't it? All right. For me, it, it's so tough. It's like Sophie's Choice, except if one of my kids was a fucking... And the other one was um, a guy that puts, puts people down a fucking pit. Uh, Ted, Levine's, <laughs> Ted Levine's perfect. I must share the picture of Ted Levine looking into the, into the pit or... Either the picture of Ted <laughs> Levine, you know, dancing, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. Uh, daily, yeah. and, and mostly to my wife. You, you'll be pleased to know, Goodbye, listeners. Um, oh, it's fucking <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, it's fantastic. And that that bit at the very, very end in the dark mm. where he's got the um, he's got the, the night goggles and she hasn't. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking beautiful. It is. It's stunning, isn't it? But, but that said, it's not even the best Hannibal Lecter film. It isn't the best Hannibal Lecter film. Um, Rocky is without a doubt the best Rocky film. Without a doubt. 100%. Without a doubt. As much as I love Rocky 3, and I sob my heart out every time I watch Rocky 3, and I've probably seen it about 50 times. Sorry, Rocky 4 is where I cry my heart out. Rocky 3 is where I go, come on, old man, come on, come on, pregnant woman, come on. You just want to fight everybody. You know, just want to fight yeah. everybody. I like um, I, Rocky 4 is my favourite because Rocky. of uh, Paulie's wife. He's so good when he comes back with Rocky Robot. Balboa. Happy Robot birthday, Paulie. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Paulie. No, I, I, I've, I've got all the other Rockies. I'm going to watch them all again, but I've got the yeah. proper ver- the, new, the new recut you, version of 4. Uh, okay. Mate. They've done, and they've done a. Um, they're talking about doing a new, a, a, a recut version of uh, Rocky Five because fuck me, that film's too long for it. Recut it to thirty minutes, please. Yeah, because that's <laughs> too long for what it does. Recut it and put it all in the bin. Um, recut yeah, recut yeah. it, just uh, in punching uh, Tommy out the end. That, yeah, that's, yeah, how, that's how it starts. That's how it ends. Yeah, um, yeah and it's it, 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 this. This is such a difficult choice for me, um, but I feel like 
as much as I love Hopkins, and I love Hopkins so much, mm. I, I feel like Stallone's always been. And, and actually, just just very quickly, I watched this on its Sky Movies premiere in what would have been maybe ninety two on my own while my parents were out one night at the golf club. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. I was uh, I was watching this only because the golf club was our nearest boozer, um, and, and they could stagger <laughs> home. But yeah, I watched it on my own, and absolutely, I was entranced by it. Mm. Um, but Rocky makes me cry. So it's got to be Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Udles. No, don't. It's on you. Totally, it's on you. Literally on you. <laughs> I totally agree with everything Udle said about uh, Silence of the Lambs. It's, mm. uh, you summed it up perfectly. But it's Rocky. For me, <laughs> Rocky is Rocky. And, and exactly, again, <laughs> Stiggy sold it um, to me because I agreed with every point because. It is in a boxing movie. I was more interested in just the story of Stallone and just the, the relationship issues that he had with, you know, um, Paulie's relationship with um, Adrian, the way that he treated her. And Rocky oh, didn't horrible know bastard. where to step in at the right time or not. Her awkwardness. Um, yeah, it's a character study, without a doubt. And I think Copland is just up there with oh, um, Stallone's yes. performance. Love Copland. Absolutely. I want to do a show with you, Planty, about Copland, by the way. Just throwing uh, that I, in if you I ever keep, want to cover it. I keep getting pressured uh, by a long-term friend and patron to do Copland, so we, we'll, we'll do that. We'll make that happen. Uh, once, once, but, I've gone, once I've got Oodles on, we'll, we'll restart at the beginning again. And, uh, we need, we need to find a film, though, don't we, Planty? We need to find uh, a film, mate. Kez, Kez, Kez is perfect. Kez, Kez will do. <laughs> Kez will do. Yeah, round the but, Yeah, I think... Silence of the Lambs is an incredible movie and um, it is, it will stand it? the time. It is, it is a, a, a perfect thriller. But yeah, Rocky, man. Yeah. Kurt is so I've... fucking wrong. <laughs> Does he not like this one then? Really? Uh, no. Wow. No. Yeah. I, I, I know why his it. reasons were like the, the fight choreography and it is a bit naff, but okay. it was the first kind of proper boxing <laughs> film. Mm. After that, Stallone was kind of like, yeah, let's just hit each other. When did Raging Bull come out? Did that come out before it, or after? After, 1980. Fucking so it did really start shit, didn't it? Uh, mm. Yeah, the champ was 1979 as well, so. Yeah, and I think like, the fact, I, I, he's one of the only two. I've seen The Ring, the, the Hitchcock film, The Ring, it's a silent film, but there's yeah. barely any boxing in that as well. There's a few There's a few people in Hollywood Walk of Fame that have got their actual actor and the character on it. There's a, there is a star that just says Rocky Balboa and the other one. Oh, and right. a he's got a Salone statue. One. Rocky has yeah, his he's own got a statue. statue. It's, not it's, not, it's Rocky. That statue's for Rocky, not for there's a, there's a Lecter statue outside Candy's house, I think. But didn't, oh, it's um, inside Candy's house. Didn't, inside. Didn't Stallone, Stallone got an Oscar for the screenplay as well, right? He, yeah, he wrote yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I think he was nominated for the best actor, but he didn't win. Yeah, you can't, I, I can't argue with Rocky. That's fine. If, if that someone's going to well. knock sounds for the lambs out, I'm glad it's yeah. that. Yeah, we move, need to move on. Yeah. Let's move yeah. on to yeah. the next one. Next one's me again. 2000's Gladiator. So this mm. is going to take on Return of the King. We've heard Return of the Kings. I'll do my Gladiator pitch, and then mm. we'll knock it out. <sighs> Maybe not. Maybe someone prefers Gladiator. Anyway, Gladiator is a 2000 film directed by Ridley Scott, starring Russell Crowe, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Connie Nielsen, Oliver Reed, and Richard Harris, and Jaiman Honsu. Mm. And it tells the story of former Roman general uh, Maximus, and he is given power of Rome to, to give it back to the people, to make it back a republic again by Marcus Aurelius. 
Um, but his son Commodus has other plans, and he kills Aurelius before he has a chance to do this. And then he basically sends Maximus out to be killed, kills his wife and his son. Uh, Maximus managed to escape, but he's too late and eventually finds himself in slavery. And during that time in slavery, he's thrown into the pits to fight for uh, Proximo and for people's entertainment. And through all this, they find out that he's actually, because he's a, a general, he can actually control the people well within the fight pits. And they manage to actually kill the, the gladiators. He's also solid. Yeah. <laughs> And he manages Rock to make out. a name for himself. And through all this, Proximo gets invited <clears throat> to Rome to fight in the big Colosseum. Mm. At which point we have, obviously, a bit of a showdown between Maximus and Commodus and Lucia yeah. and everyone. And it's just this amazing, huge... It's, it's not historically accurate at all. It uses a few historical names, but we'll call it an historic epic because of the time it's set in and what it's yeah, going for. Yeah, I think for. it's allowed. And it's it looks fantastic. Cinematography is great. Uh, it's one of Ridley Scott's best films. Um, uh, Russell Crowe is fantastic in this. So much so, he obviously got won the Oscar for it. Joaquin Phoenix was nominated for best supporting. Probably should have won it that year, to be honest. You were good, weren't you? Uh, the yeah, choreography in this, the the, the the he opens up with this huge battle scene in Germania, which is just absolutely incredible. It looks yeah, amazing. Brilliant. The, I think that's the, my favourite scene. Yeah, Personally. it's amazing the opening. Uh, but all mm. the, the the actual fights within the Colosseum, um, when they oh, fight, very good choreography. When they fight the barbarian horde, yeah. it is absolutely amazing. And the music by Hans Zimmer to go along with that, the the actual song "Barbarian Horde" that plays throughout the whole of that um, section mm. is an amazing piece of music. It's yeah. absolutely incredible. And all of that combined, the way it looks, the way, the way they reconstructed the Colosseum, the fighting, the music, the acting, everything about it is just, for me, I, I absolutely love it. And I, I completely see why it won Best Oscar. And uh, just to, before I finish, I'll leave you with this. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the North, general of the Felix Legions, and loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife. And I will have my revenge in this life or the next. That's me. Well done. Well done. And Oliver, somehow managed to Oliver Reed to act without being pissed. <laughs> oh, no, he was definitely pissed. <laughs> he was definitely he was, pissed. They actually, he actually he had to finish his scenes out with yeah, CGI. Yeah, he died. Yeah, he died. <laughs> well, for you were good book. in it, though. You were good in it. Oh, he's brilliant those, in it. Those giraffes he sold me are gay. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's up against so, yeah, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I would probably out of the two of those go for Lord of the Rings. However, I will say I do love Gladiator. Um, and it is, in my mind, Ridley Scott's last good film. It oh, is, yeah. Oh, no, The Martian's great. Absolutely. The Martian's yeah. good. I think it's great. I think it's great. I enjoyed The Martian. I, it's okay. Last great film. Great, great film. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but it's... it's um, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed Gladiator, and it, it was it was at that time because I was a teenager. I was doing kind of classic history at the time. It's it, it, my GCSE history, so it kind of hit at all the right times. Um, and Russell Crowe. I got to watch absolutely... it at school. It was brilliant. Blood yeah. at school. Russell Russell Crowe just absolutely owned the screen with that film. Mm-hmm. 
I can't I even he's say a, like he's not been better. I don't think I can't even like try and jump Lord of the Rings with the score, even though the score no. to Gladiator is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> so don't bother. Don't bother. Now we are free. I, I love that. I love the ending. I love the ending with the various things. I've been, I've, now you're free. I've been thinking about this while you were talking about it, and I'm just gonna. This is just for for keep this podcast the pace going, but we're already two hours ten minutes in. I'm just gonna go Lord of the Rings, Stig. But I want you to understand that I fucking love Gladiator as well. I oh, know. I get it. Yeah. But I'm a nerd. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lord of the Rings has got elves on it. It's yeah, I mean Lord, Lord of the Rings is the is the per, is is a great end to a very good to a very good franchise of films. Mm. I, I know it doesn't matter how I vote either way, but it it would have been Gladiator. Um mm-hmm. not just for Oliver Reed's last ever film, but it would have been Gladiator just because it's it's great except for those shitty shonky CGI tigers. film. Come on, you've got to give it uh, the some one, The one thing that the one thing that um, ILM didn't do wrong was CGI. Whereas yeah. whoever did the CGI for Gladiator, uh, I mean, bear in mind that 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 those movies were being filmed and created at the same time as Gladiator. Yeah. So you know, yeah. I'll give them that. But yes, it's Gladiator. So three to two. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, I'd love Gladiator. It's one of my favourite movies. But yeah, it's. Uh, I think I think it's actually Russell Crowe's only decent proper role for me. I don't think he's what? ever bettered it. Oh, do you do you not like him in uh, singing singing Copper or whatever he is in Lemmy's? L.A. Confidential. Oh, L.A. Confidential is fucking brilliant. Lemmy's is bollocks in it. <laughs> Can we just? Yeah. Put L.A. Confidential is fantastic. I still think Gladiator is still his best role. Yeah. Oh, um, LA Confidential is great, to I've got to go and watch that this week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Well, I'm trying to think. He's great in The Nice Guys. The Nice Guys yeah, is yeah, fucking really good in that. Master and Commander is meant to be really good. Oh, Master and, Com- Master and Commander yeah. is very good, but it's really very good. dry, mate. It's really it's yeah, I didn't. I didn't think he was that bad in A Beautiful Mind. I know some people are a bit down on that. Yeah, I never thought I still think Right, who won then? Well, Lord of Rings won then. Lord of the Rings, yeah. Rings, so yeah. okay, right. right. This is the Let's last two, on. and then we can just best through the semi-finals. Cool. This one is No Country for Old Men, two thousand and seven, against Parasite, two thousand nineteen. Fucking hell! <laughs> two films where nothing happens. Okay, yeah, <laughs> everything happens at all, all the same time. Which means they're two of Oodle's favorite films of all time. <laughs> yeah, I like so, films. Plenty, no Country for Old Men. <laughs> Okay, look, Casablanca. I'll, I'll, I'll get this out of the way quickly because, look, you know, we've all got homes to go to. Um, Casablanca is a massive film following groups of people displaced by war. No Country mm-hmm. for Old Men is tiny, <laughs> teeny is. tiny little film. You've got um, Anton Chigra, I can never pronounce it, which is Javier Bardem, who is creepy and not as hot as you've ever seen him. Like, how can the hottest man in probably in the world at the time go from being really fucking hot in Vicky Cristina Barcelona to being this fucking it's that haircut, mate. freak, it's freak with a fucking bowl cut, man? You know, and that mate, wig makes him look like is, one of the Beatles. Uh, he did bring out my favourite <laughs> weapon of all time, the cow gun. Uh, yeah, well, and, and on that, it, that is the creepiest weapon because it's just compressed air. How can compressed air be so scary? You can't run it out of bullets. It doesn't leave a bullet. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I guess you could run out of compost there. Um, he's, track, he's tracking down some money, and he doesn't mind killing absolutely every motherfucker in his path to get mm-hmm. to it, including some old bloke that he says, how much have you ever lost in a toy cost? 
And the old bloke is like, I, 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 I guess some money. I don't know. He's like, yeah. how much? What's the most you've ever lost on a coin toss? Some some money. And he flicks a coin, and the guy and he goes heads, and it's like his heads. Oh, okay. Um, and and away you go. You've been very lucky today. Oh, okay, yeah. great. Yeah, I've been yeah. very like the fuck is and the guy is not even speaking his language. He was going to get so cowguns. He was going to get cowguns. <laughs> um, Josh Brolin's the everyman that finds a bunch of money and a pile of dead I love Mexicans. Josh of course you do. Yeah. He's basically his dad, isn't he? Um, mm, he's but the not, daddy. but but not married to uh, uh, Barbara Streisand, who and I yeah. don't talk about this a lot. Clones are dogs, anyway. Um, Tommy Lee Jones is the sheriff that chases them all down. Very. Very, very slowly. <laughs> He's chasing them down slower than anyone's ever chased down anybody at all. <laughs> but true Cohen Styles is a character piece. It's yeah. about men. Sadly, Kelly McDonald's the only female character in this, but Kelly McDonald, ladies and gentlemen. Um, she's got like four lines, and she's got a pretty good accent as well. Um, mm. it, it's about men, not subjects. It's not about, it's not even about the money. It isn't about, about sad the money. men. It's about exactly. sad fucking yeah, men. Exactly. It's about people that have got nothing. You know, Josh yeah. Brolin's a welder or something. You know, he's a Vietnam yeah. vet and he comes across the money and he decides he's going to do something because we all would do something with it. We don't know what, but we do something. But most of all, it's an anti Oscar film. And I can't believe I'm saying this. It's not an Oscar Oscar winning film. It's it's not sprawling. It's not an epic. It's not massive. I picked it because it's Cormac McCarthy. You know him. He wrote The Road. It's one of the grimmest things you've ever read. If you've read yeah. The Road, you'll read yeah. it in a day and you'll wish you'd never read it. But it, yeah. part of you every six months will want to go back to that book and read it again mm. because you Fantastic. want to experience Fantastic. that again. Um, and it's The Coens. So it's a heist film. And it's played at a snail's pace. And because mm. it's played so slowly... It's even more tense because of it. And you you know he's not going to get away with it. You know you know he can't beat this guy. And then Buddy Harrelson turns up, and you know you're fucked when Woody turns up. <laughs> yeah, when Woody turns up. Oh, you know you're done. And that's it. And it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've done all right with the other one. I've made the semis. <laughs> semis. Uh, with the other Wait. one. So I'm okay with that. But this is, it's, it's not an Oscar-winning film, but it won an Oscar because it's about Somehow. time people looked, people mm. looked at, character studies, not as sprawling yeah. epic films. Yeah. And now I'm stuck up against a fucking character study, not a sprawling epic film, which I could have done without. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Parasite, 2019. Is this the most... No, everything, everywhere, all that one's the most recent, isn't it? Um, Bong yeah, Joon-ho. also two others between them. <laughs> oh, was there? Sorry, I'm not paying attention. <laughs> Bong Joon-ho. Everyone loves Bong Joon-ho. Starring, get ready... Song Kang Ho, Lee Kung Cho son, Cho Yu Jong, and Choi Woo Sik. Can I just be breaking news? You know you this love them becoming all. a sample. You know these guys. You love them. You've seen them on everything. Um, anyway, Parasite. This is the one film, and I think the internet did the absolute best thing for this. People just said, watch Parasite. Don't look into it. Don't find out what it's about. Don't just just watch it. And I did that. I think it started on this podcast. Someone told me to watch it, and I watched it. And what do I like to talk about most? Class discrimination. Whoa, mm -hmm. I love a bit yeah. of class discrimination, <laughs> yeah. man. Oh, God, these really, really lower, lower, low working class family, they get some kind of 
I don't know, gift. At the, uh, I'm not going to spoil too I know we're talking about spoilers, but I don't really want to spoil it because I still respect this film. They get an opportunity to live how they ideally would want to live uh, in um, South Korea. And it unfolds and becomes a film that you did not expect in any way, shape or form. Like, you can't even call it a twist because it's complete 180. It's just, what the fuck happens? And I just think <laughs> everything about this film is perfect. Now, I've had my friends saying, I can't watch it, it's subtitled. Fuck off. I'm not here for that kind of fucking chatter. This is a foreign language film, and it won an Oscar, and it's just, oh, fucking hell. The Park family in general, I just think, I don't know this, I've watched this film about six times now, and I, I only knew about it, it's not even that old, like you said, 2019, and I just, every time I watch it, there's always something else. You could go deep dive YouTubing on this film, there's so many Easter eggs and little bits of law nuggets, and stuff. it's just, it's special, it's actually a special film. I everyone, fucking adore it. Everyone lost the shit when Squid Game came out, and I was like, yeah. "Why mm. have you not watched Parasite?" <laughs> yeah. Which is an yeah, absolute, an absolute snapshot of what a terrible yeah. fucking country yeah. South Korea really is. You know? Yeah, it's the re- and, and Bong Joon Ho what brave enough to show that side, mm. not showing the glitz and the wealth. You know what yeah. I mean? A downtown Seoul. He, he was showing the real fucking boots on the ground. Fucking working when, class When that and, house of cards comes down, boy, does it yes. fall. Shit, oh, like nothing mate. else. Like, I, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. I'm going to have to go away and watch that this week again. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, out of all the films, I've, I'm not saying it's the best out of all these, but I think it's perfect. I think this is a perfect film. I don't think there's anything wrong with it whatsoever. Have you all seen it? No, it's, yes. in, it's in foreign. Yeah. That's what's wrong with it. It's oh, in foreign. Gotcha. gotcha. Please. Brexit. Gotcha, have you not seen one. this? Please watch no, this one. It, 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 is, it is one I intend to see at some point. There's always something else comes up. This week. Don't make anything you'll else get, come you'll up. Get watch a kick it tonight. Out of it. You will get a kick out of it, mate. <laughs> you'll love it, mate. You'll love it. You'll love oh, a fucking bit so of uh, class discrimination as well. He do. doesn't love discriminating on the classes. <laughs> no, no, but he likes he likes that kind of thing. Yeah. There's some and it, and it is exactly in there as well, it's, mate. It's a... It's a... It, it's a it's a tale of people that you will have known at some point in your life, and they are bastards. I'm going to put it out oh, there. They're bastards. they're bastards, but they're they're bastards because they've been fucking forced down to be Do you know, bastards. I think on Roger Ebert's website, one of them mentioned this is the most Shakespearean South Korea has ever been, and it is. It's like I don't something... know. I remember I remember the Shakespeare film where there's a, a big leech in the river that comes out. And oh, gets yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that was directed by him as well. It was. Yeah, it Indeed, was. It was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it it's was. a great film. That's, that's, Host, yeah. that's fucking mental. Yeah, not the, not the Stephanie, not the Stephanie Meyers search. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I just think Parasite's literally perfect. And if uh-huh. anyone disagrees with me on that one, you're wrong. There you go. Vote. Well, look, I'm voting for fucking Parasite. <laughs> it's it's only against my film that I'm voting for Parasite. <laughs> Shock. I'm looking at like I like the list of like the way I've ranked these. Um, yeah, it's Parasite. Just it's it's two films above No Country for Old Men for me. Like it's just yeah, I love like, No Country for Old Men. Yeah, Again, I adore it. Introduced it. I adore the it. We did that like best villains. Like yeah, Anton Sugar was like one of my like yeah, like the guy I talked about. Like he's just. Incredible, oh, brilliant. But Parasite is yeah, like nothing I've ever seen. And obviously, I'm taking myself out of the vote because I haven't seen Parasite. But I do just want to say that I think, 
No Country for Old Men is one of the best horror films ever made. Oh, oh what a great way of oh, looking like, at it. Yeah. 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 Someone, someone called it Terminator, Terminator 3, and I was like, yes, it is Terminator yeah, 3. It's, it's like the anti-horror <laughs> film as well, because it all takes place during the day, but the, the one yeah. scene you get during the night is where um, he spotted him and he starts kind yeah. of walking towards him like a Terminator. Yeah. And it's so fucking <laughs> tense and scary. It's just like... I didn't know that. I didn't know the Coen Brothers had it in them. Yeah, because the previous film they'd put out to that was fucking Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Yeah, <laughs> love that <laughs> film. Which yeah, is that's a great film. It's very great. different though. Mm. Big it. Yeah, it, you. easy one for me again. Yeah, No, no Country for Old Men is fantastic, great movie, but Parasite soars above that yeah. for me. It's perfect, the character study of that family, and like Oodle says, the <laughs> the turnaround throughout that movie. Is, yeah, yeah. Right. And the fact I bet, I bet we all went in watching that. Blind. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone yeah, yeah. was yeah. like, "Do you yeah. know?" Like, I, I've literally yeah. not said it because now yeah. Daddy's not seen it. I'm glad don't, he doesn't know. Don't yeah. look this film up. Don't look up anything about it. Just watch it. Just watch it. Mm. I watched it twice in so 24 hours. It was that good. Oh wow! It's like it's like it's like with the gaming equivalent. It's like Bioshock. No, everyone respects. Yeah. Respect the Bioshock thing. Yeah. 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 This is. It's the film version of that, mate. Right. That house is fucking it. disgusting, though. I'm going to say it's that. Disgusting. That house is disgusting. I hate it. A oh, and also CGI a, as well. A, a very quick nod a to like Oodles. CGI. Is it really? Oh, yeah. wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loads yeah. of it. But the, like Oodles says, there's a, a rabbit hole you can go down after. There's all the hidden yeah. meanings and yeah. stuff in the poster hell. and all sorts. Yeah, very clever. Oh, very, so very good. clever. Right. Okay. Right. Thank you. Semi-finalists. We've got them. Um, we have Casablanca versus Rocky. Right. Just quick votes now. We are, we've all we've all heard our pitches. Obviously, what one for Rocky for me? Rocky, Casablanca. Rocky. Be for Rocky. Plenty. Sorry, Casablanca. Would you have voted for Rocky over Casablanca? I absolutely would wouldn't have done. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sticks Three. pulling faces as if to say, "Yeah, you would." <laughs> no, because I know what your list is. I know what your top priority of list was. <laughs> Right, so Rocky is through to the final. This one, Parasite versus Return of the King. How about, how about it? Return of the King, I guess. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen Parasite. Parasite. Parasite's Par- perfect. Return Parasite, of the King has I feel flaws. Like I, I feel like I could watch Parasite and another yep. film yep. on the same Return night. Return of the King has flaws. That's, I love that's, that's the key that's, for me. That's not, a, that's not a decided factor for but me. But it's, 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 ma- it's, it's maximising my time because I don't have any time. <laughs> Um, no, but it, it's uh, you could you could watch Parasite without watching his other films beforehand. Although yep. you should watch his other films beforehand. I yes. don't think you can watch Return of the King without at least having a fucking twenty-five minute recap beforehand. Yeah, depends how many times you've seen it, though, doesn't it? No, but if, you, no, but if it's a, if we're talking bottle movies, Parasite's a bottle movie. But we're not. We're talking about these two movies against each other. But I'm talking about. I, I would prefer to watch this because it's a bottle movie. There you go. Okay, mm-hmm. so we have two for Parasite, two for Lord of the Rings. Biggie. No, Biggie's Lord of the Rings. It's me. Did it? How is it you, mate? Well, Biggie's Lord of the Dance. Presumably, oh, he is, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> presumably, Biggie's going to vote on his. On his. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Understandable. Hey. Worthy winner. Understandable. Only so, because he knows Rock is in final. No. <laughs> Um, Rocky versus Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Rocky. <laughs> Rocky. So you two have voted Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll vote Rocky then. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm not going to not vote for Rocky. It's my fourth favourite film of all time, mate. I'm never going to win one of these motherfucking things. Even Bob's pal. Even though I've ranked Lord of the Rings higher than Rocky. Rocky. Thing is, right, Fellowship of the Ring is in my top ten films of all time, but Return of the King. You didn't win her the award, though, did it? I know. I know. There you go. Well done to Rocky, which I cannot be angry at Rocky winning fucking best picture knockout winner of all time. It's because he'd knock you the fuck out, that's why. Yeah, he didn't. He's about three weight classes above you. Yeah, yeah. Is that I, I, four I, I, of these you've won, Stig, now? Yeah. He prides Out himself on it. six that we've done. <laughs> the real winner, Seven. No. The real winner six. is Rocky. The, the real winner is the boxers we made along the way. Yeah, because Oodles, <laughs> Candy won crisps, and Oodles won drinks, but they both won with the choices that I wanted anyway, so I was happy with Mate, them. Mate, I wanted Rocky as well. <laughs> yeah, I wanted Guinness, I wanted Rocky, and I wanted those crisps, those Max Return crisps. Return of the King, so. wow. Mate, I've, I still, to this day, I will still say Fellowship's a better film. And I think Two Towers has got some of the best set I pieces. I love Two Towers, yeah. So, I also yeah. think, as much as I love Lord of the Rings, Turn of the King, I also think that was a cumulative. Yeah, I think so. For all yeah, of it. I for really all of do it. think so. Yeah, That's okay. why I think June's going to, didn't snap up the other year, but it's going to snap yeah. up next year. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Right, so, Rocky's won. Congratulations and congratulations, Stig. You've picked another winner. Um, phew, that was long in the tooth, but we knew it were going to be. These knockout ones are. So, as always, links to all our extracurricular activities are in the show notes and at modernescapism.co.uk. And please consider becoming a patron to help support our endeavour. Patrons will get access to the green room and the freeloaders will have to make do with what they get. Because this is the end of... But next week, though, we're starting a new season, aren't we? Yep. It is death and taxes. Oh, I'm, this is this is a, exciting. Are we revealing what we're doing next week? Are we gonna? Yeah, save it's on our... the website. You can go there. Yeah, which week one is one, it next week? I can't remember which one. order we put them in. Media deaths. Oh, are you oh yeah. Yeah. Talking off camera now or not? Was... No, 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 no. This is this is on camera. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, week one next week is media death. So what deaths in a piece of media could be film, TV, book, game made the biggest mm. impact to you? Whether it was Whoa. one that broke your heart one that you reveled in or one that just got you something pumping just it doesn't matter whatever had a massive impact on you for that i'll give you a clue where i'm thinking i might not pick it but long live the king i'm thinking that i'm thinking i'm thinking that but yes uh thanks for uh plenty Thanks for turning up, mate. Always I'll give a you a minute or two to plug your wares, pal. Yeah, a uh, hundred things we learned from film. This week we're talking about Casablanca uh, with probably one of my podcast heroes. No, not any of these morons. Uh, Diana Goodman <laughs> from 302010. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got it yeah. from 302010? We got it from 302010. Yeah, so Kieran will be very happy because he was desperate for a uh, time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Diana, I've, I've been Ooh. listening to Diana's uh, podcast for like seven or eight years now so that is she is probably podcast royalty to me i only lost my shit about three or four times with giddiness um yeah so i was quite pleased with that so yeah it's like when we got we got helen o'hara on on this show and stick with us yeah Yeah, stick stick has said to me a number of times get helen on get helen on get helen on she's great get helen on and i'm like i would love Mm. to i don't think she put up with our shit <laughs> she put up with our shit. Uh, she loved it. I think she'd oh, love no, it. No, Oodles had to rein in some of his. Uh, <laughs> had to calm down. <laughs> and then when she went, because she didn't join us in the green room, I'm like, fucking hell, took my top off and everything. 
<laughs> just like 30 seconds of swearing just to get it out. <laughs> but yes, that's, that's a good pull from Laser Time. Absolutely. That. But most of all, give this lot your money. I've just resubscribed as a patron now. I've got my fucking patron, Patreon <laughs> stuff Woo! sorted. And I am a big, biggie bundle uh, subscriber. <laughs> I was for many, many good months. Man. And then something, Patreon pissed me off. So I started messing about mm-hmm. with them. I finally managed to separate my accounts now. So I am catching up on. Um, uh, Scott Sheep, but just just saying. Listen, if you do subscribe, uh, listen to Scott Sheep um, with the adverts because that gets them a few extra quid as well. Yeah, be like please. me, be a great listener please. like me and do that. All right? And if you don't, then you, don't you don't give a shit. Your seven fifty means nothing. Uh, Where are you <laughs> up to in Scott Sheep? Oh, um, I've just got to the end of the last series, so we're talking September, I think. So I am. Oh, I haven't got to the end. I'm at the fight. I'm at the boss battle. Um, so yeah, I'm at the boss battle. Skip it. Oh, yeah, fucking Skip oodles. It. Worst moments. <laughs> Skip okay. it. Skip it, mate. I will push uh, over it. I will. Push I will. Over. I will feed back tomorrow. <laughs> once I've got mm. that Skip it, mate. Skip it. Yes. So please, listeners, you all know who Plant is because he's everywhere. But support him. Support him because we love him. Absolutely. And again, because of, because of Plant, he still got to decorate his whole house. And I mean. <laughs> So, I've been no decorating this weekend, though. I'd no, po- you know, I'd no. Po- yeah, no, yeah, no, we've had to, no. we've had to drop off a little bit because John's busy with with weddings, <clears throat> and I'm busy. Not weddings. John. He's not a bigamist. <laughs> he might be. I thought he were a vicar then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm busy with other stuff. But yeah, it's we will get back to one a week in the coming months. Excellent, excellent. Would you be joining us in the green room, Planter? Uh, I would love to, but um, I've got a I've got a bad back to throw in the fire. Um, That's absolutely. Uh, so I, I can't I can't sit for any longer. I've killed my back. That's absolutely doing three fine. hours with you lot. <laughs> so, thank you for joining us, and thank Cheers, you lads. all for listening. Thanks, buddy. This has been a great show. This has been a podcast. See you in the green room for the patrons. Bye. Bye. Peace off, Planty. <laughs> Yeah, cheers, lads. Sorry, I can't stick around because I did. I did. I did write. A, I did write we don't a bit always, about. Sometimes. <laughs> I did write a bit about my fucking about uh, throwing backs into the fire. But I figured we can't no. just throw all backs into the fire. That would be a terrible idea. I like mine. <laughs> yeah, I don't like mine right now. Um, <laughs> on the bright side, it might mean I get a day off work tomorrow. But we'll see. <laughs>